This week on the podcast, we have two legends of the podcasting world to help us discuss Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Explain him. We're looking at the dawn of a new species. Technology cannot stop him. The heat seekers can't lock, sir. But unless we outthink him, we believe it may be hiding inside one of the buildings. But you don't know for sure. We won't survive him. We need bigger guns. Rated PG-13. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Back to the podcast where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite fuck. <laughs> Sorry, let me redo that. On. This is no, it no, happens it every is. episode, guys. This happens every <laughs> my episode. Favorite fuck. Yep, That's my nice. favorite fuck. Um, and also, you, and uh, Lois House, you don't. You can swear. You can do whatever you want on this show. Yeah. There's no censoring on here. Okay, that's that's bullshit. Don't listen to him. He does censor me. Certain things, Dan, mostly from your mouth. (laughs) That one was bad. Yeah, the one that he said he was cutting. That was bad. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dissect That Film podcast, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. Hello. And back again for a wonderful late '90s flick to cover. We have the man behind Epic Film Guys. We got Justin back on the show, everybody. Welcome back, Justin. Oh, thank you. What an amazing introduction that is. Yeah, you, you uh, so honored to it. be here. Uh, anytime hanging out with y'all. It's a it's a blast. Even if I have to piss, I'm always gonna be here. I swear <laughs> and I promise. But uh, this is this is the first time I've something else. Usually I come alone. But I didn't come alone because you're coming with someone else about. this time. Uh, I mean, all over you, Loy Sauce, the god of podcasting himself, Loy Sauce, is here with me because I couldn't come along by myself. I'm no expert on this subject matter, but he is. Welcome to uh, the show. Thank yeah, you. I'm honored. Just in the gutter. He's blushing. Don't down. let anyone tell you otherwise he's <laughs> blushing look at him just look at him i'm blushing because i'm amongst uh s- some very talented podcasters so i'm very pleased to be here um no it's you guys oh it's you. oh shit right i'm like i'm, like, I'm looking for <laughs> somebody else in the room here i'm like he's <laughs> definitely talking me, about somebody that's sure. <laughs> not me thank you thank you so much it, 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 yeah. like i said we i said it before we even went live here as soon as Justin said your name about coming on the show, I said, Loisos. Oh, absolutely. There wasn't even a hesitation when he said he's still he alive. Asked. Believe it or not, he's not dead. He's right yeah. there in the flesh. I, I don't have a podcast to my name, uh, but occasionally you'll find me on Epic Film Guys. Uh, but really, I just uh, don't want to miss any opportunity to talk about Godzilla, even if we're not really talking about 
Godzilla. God damn you. You're already misbehaving. We're only five minutes in. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll you hold promised my tongue. you would behave yourself if I brought you on. Okay. <laughs> Please. No, it's okay. We No one behaves on this show. Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about Godzilla 1998. This is... This is crazy because literally our first ever episode of this podcast back before we even di- before we were even dissect that film, we covered 2014's Godzilla and we went through the monster verse. That was our first four, four episodes. Correct. And then we, yeah. So we haven't really talked about Godzilla much other than we've talked about Kaiju uh, movies over on our Patreon exclusive show, the monster zones. You should check that out over on patreon.com slash dissect that film. Little plug. Um, so we it's did do good an on Shin Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's sh- fuck. We did cover Shin Godzilla. Oh man, he what a great movie! I know. That's I'm... how you know you're a legendary podcaster when you forget certain movies that you've talked about. <laughs> there it is, right? Yeah, there. it it really is. People are like, hey, what episode is that movie you talked about? And I'd be like, are you serious? I can't even remember half the crap I talked about last week. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I listen to my own podcast, because it's not the fact of like trying to fix. Yes, I do try to look at things to fix in the podcast, but it's more to be like, what the hell did we even talk about? (laughs) So, yeah, that's just how great my memory is. But this. Yeah, it's great to finally be back and talk about Godzilla again, especially Godzilla. That is so controversial. It's, you know, a Godzilla film that is it to to be honest, the way I've seen comments on this movie, it is kind of pretty close to being split down the middle you have people who hate this movie and then you have people and i'm gonna show my hand early because i don't care who love this movie <laughs> yeah yeah i knew i was in good company again yes it's i mean clearly i'm i'm rocking my new tapes from the crypt godzilla it's a great shirt it's a it's great amazing shirt. it's amazing I love the back, dude i saw you post yeah. that and i love uh, the back I had to, the shirt did you too. did you like that intimidating pose i had i didn't mean to do that that's just how my camera was i was like no, you're, 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 cha- you're channeling zilla man <laughs> i mean you're channeling one of the most intimidating versions of godzilla ever uh, put to screen it's, so it's amazing i literally bought the 20 dollar 4k blu-ray like last week because i i already have this movie on blu-ray and i have this beautiful vhs that i bought not too long ago but I had to see what it all looks like in 4K because I am so used to watching it on VHS. I I had to see it, and we'll talk about my thoughts on how the movie looked at 4K. But let's let's go around the room now and talk about our our, our history and our experience with Godzilla '98. And we're gonna start with our first time guest, Loy Sauce. Tell us your history. Don't show. Don't tell us what you thought of this movie. Don't tell us your 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 thoughts or anything. We're gonna do I'll that like at the Parker. end. Yeah, I'm really bad at this, even though I tell people this is how it goes. Uh, tell us your just your history with this film. Um, well, uh, I'm going to take you back to when I was a le- wee little five-year-old. Um, I loved dinosaurs. Um, I loved uh, giant anything. Um, and so Godzilla captured my imagination really early on. Um, and I'm going to hold up these books and show them to you. So this is the actual book that I had as a five-year-old. Yes. This was my first exposure to Godzilla. So I have uh, the earliest memory I have of Godzilla is actually um, the 98 film. Via this book, The Making of Godzilla, which proclaims you are there for the filming of the most spectacular scenes in movie history, which... Uh, Woo! 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was my first exposure, and then I became um, more familiar with Godzilla via this book, the official Godzilla Compendium, which, as you can see, I read so much, it's literally falling apart. Um, but, uh, so these are my first exposures. Now, when I looked through this making of Godzilla book, um, it terrified me. Uh, I, I was scared to watch this film because I imagined, I looked at the still images in this book and I imagined the movie in my head and Godzilla from the still images in this book looks pretty fearsome. Um, so I imagined a movie that would capture, you know, the, the idea of Godzilla that I had in my head. Um, and I didn't see the movie until uh, several years later when I bought it on DVD. And um, <laughs> I wish I hadn't because the movie that I imagined in my head was much better than what I ended up seeing. But that's neither here nor there. I I've been a big Godzilla fan for a long time uh, after checking out the original uh, 1956 Godzilla King of the Monsters from my local library on VHS. And ever since then, it's just kind of been like a love affair. And uh, it's only become more passionate and more intense the more Godzilla media comes out. You know, it's a great time to be a Godzilla fan um, with Shin Godzilla and the Singular Point anime and you know, all of the merchandise and the upcoming Godzilla Minus One coming out. I mean, there's lots to... And the MonsterVerse films as well, um, which which have been very good to us as giant monster movie fans. So anyway, um, I'm a little bit obsessed. So uh, forgive me in advance if I nerd out you know, no, even more. We, we have... <laughs> Dan is our resident Godzilla just fanatic. We literally, when we covered Godzilla King of the Monsters, we had we had Dan and we had another guest who is also a huge Godzilla fan. And the episode is three hours long, so you could. That's just how <laughs> how much information and just just information just being thrown at each other it was. Lore, it was insane, yeah. and I'm just I was just soaking it all in. It was it was great. So yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to that. It's it's a wild one. It's a it's a strap in. It, those are that that that's early that's early episodes Rebel. where we didn't do any editing. It was all done live on Twitch, so it's a it's an experience. But I do recommend them. Hell yeah, Justin! What is your history with this little film? <laughs> I have what you would call a massive, gigantic history with this film. I was in eighth grade. I had gone to Taco Bell for dinner that night. The day before, I had gone to Toys R Us as an eighth grader and bought one of the figures, and I saw this shit on opening motherfucking night. As you said, we're not going to give initial thoughts in our opening, but I will say that myself and my friends that attended this screening on opening night walked out pretty satisfied. Also... It was the first Godzilla movie I had ever seen. Wow. I thought I was going to be the only one. Nope. Now we're two. Yeah. All right. I, I remember the toys very vaguely. And I remember like begging my parents to, to get me Godzilla toys. And I, I never got one. But I do remember the, the massive merchandising Saucy. and the... Dude, advertising when you, campaign when you walked in toys r us toys r us 
had a like how they used to when they were a thing. You walked in and their their huge display when you first walked in was all for this movie. So it was pretty big. Yeah, I had the I had the 12 inch figure. I think it was the pretty big uh, figure of this Godzilla. I wish I I just I'm so mad that I literally have none of the toys I had when I was a kid because I had a lot of retro like I had Godzilla toys from this movie. I had Jurassic Park and the Lost World. I had the the Mercedes from the Lost World and all the Raptors and T-Rex. Ah, man, so many. But fortunately, I have none of it left. But on to something a little brighter. And Angelo, who wants to start? Who wants to tell us their history with Godzilla 98? I'm not going to say how old I was when I first saw it, but I did see it the year after it came out. How dare you not tell us your age when you saw the movie? <laughs> Even though we're all friends here, <laughs> I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do the math. I'm, I'll be 37 this year. If that that 30. gives you any indication, I'm still older than all of y'all, so not by much. He's Parker's still a baby to me, and every time he's like, "I wasn't even born when this movie came out," I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> I was for but this no. one. I was for uh, this one. <laughs> yes. Um, I did not get to see this one in theaters. I don't remember why. Probably because we were... Whatever. I didn't get... I See, girls in my family didn't get boys' toys growing up. So, no, I didn't get any toys for it. But I was so jealous. I was like, damn it. Looking back, I'm like, I really wanted those toys. It's so, all the good I, toys. We had the T-Rexes. I would eat the little action figures that gulp for T-Rexes and stuff. Yeah. Being a kid was so great. I'm still one. (laughs) Yes, we're all all still children at heart. You see all the toys that are back here? We took our actual childhood. I took my actual childhood for granted. Just like handfuls of toys all over (laughs) over me. They're everywhere. Like we have all kinds of Godzilla figures. Not just Godzilla, but I have... My favorite monster is Ghidorah, so that's that's who I have. It's all out there, and it's all it's all out there. I told Dan, I was like, "Man, I need to go get my Ghidorah. Show it again." Why our King of the Monsters episode was three hours long because Angela loves Ghidorah. (laughs) I love Ghidorah. I'm sorry, and uh, Lois was talking about the anime. I'm like, well, he was talking about the uh, movie. He was talking about the the series after the movies. I know, but we didn't finish all of it. We didn't finish all of it. I know we need to go back and finish, but Mm -hmm. but it's like. It's so good, but people complain, you know. So now, get now old. Being older, I learned that my mom loves Godzilla, and I was like, "Mom, can't love God. Why you hate when you find that kind of information out so late in life? You're like, what the hell? How long did she keep your Godzilla DVD? They never it watched like, it because they were busy working on stuff. But she know, loves Godzilla, and she loves Jurassic Park, and I was like. How did it take me 20-something years to learn what you liked like that? I don't like, know. My parents actually loved hello? me until I got older. What? <laughs> oh, it's just uh, a joke, guys. It's just a fucking joke. I still wonder. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, there's nothing like that first time you watch it. And like it, it's one of those, it's been a while since we watched it this past time. Mm-hmm. So it's it been was, a while. It, yes. it really has. So there was like, man, I don't remember this part of the movie. And then you get certain scenes, and I was like, I don't remember this happening. So it was kind of <laughs> like me watching it all over again. You know, I've had three kids, so my brain is just like. But it was it was definitely a 
worth the watch again. And it will be worth the watch several oh more God. times. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I'm on the right podcast here, ladies yeah! and gentlemen. Yeah! That's why it keeps coming back. <laughs> I get I get talkative when I've had alcohol. Sorry. And me too. <laughs> Welcome to the club. And I love your cup. I want that cup. <laughs> um, TJ Maxx. Ten dollars in the Halloween section. Yeah, if, if you want to know all the fun stuff that's going on at all the stores, especially when it comes to the spooky stuff for Halloween, uh, just follow Justin over at Epic Film Guys on TikTok, Instagram, because he posts all those stuff, and you'll yeah, you know where to find all of it. <laughs> I need yeah. to take pictures of all the stuff I've scored lately because we have a um, what was Home Goods in Sevierville, which is like twenty minutes from us, which is I'm like. Because and marshals. And yes. Everything. Well, we have yeah, marshals in town. Stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's like I've been spending a lot more money than I should. But I don't even Halloween. have anywhere to put this thing. This thing is just sitting here next to me. He's like a pumpkin light. He's That's pretty cute, cool. right? I got him from IKEA. I don't. I don't know what to do, do with you, him, but I bought him. Have an IKEA anywhere close? Like three it's hours an hour and a half away, but I drove to yeah. it to buy that. <sighs> <laughs> If only I didn't I have children, I would drive those distances to go places. <laughs> Luckily, mine's an adult, so I can. Do One day I, I will be just like you, Justin. One or at least half, half <laughs> like you. You know, yeah, I was gonna say it's, it'll be a while. I'll never be able to dye your hair like that. Never. <laughs> no, no, though, I won't. I'll probably I mean, be bald by the time I'm his age, though. I'm I'm looking this good, and my son is thirty, and he's on this show. So look at what happened there. That's just <laughs> the magic, gene, right? Genes. Jeans run well in your family. <laughs> Dan. Yes. <laughs> what's your what's your history with this movie? Okay. So because uh terrible with names was Loy Sauce. Is that what they call you? I I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. That is what, what do I call you, call Loy? Me. If you care to. It's up to you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna call you whatever you want, man. Loy, Brian, Loy Sauce, Saucy, you know, whatever. I'll go with Loy. I'll probably remember that. <laughs> sure. So you brought up your book, and that made made me think of it. It's not affiliated with this movie. This was my first. Oh, I recognize film. it well. Yes, this this was the what was the the, uh, the Crestwood House Monster series. This was yes. my first Godzilla book, so I just mm-hmm. thought it's like I gotta go grab it. It's I gonna love turn that. Into fucking show and tell. I swear. Anyway, um, I just I remembered hearing about this movie coming up. Of course, I grew up playing, watching Godzilla movies as far back as I can remember. I watched Godzilla movies. Um, which there's another day to go into this. I probably talked about it in the Shin episode, so go back there if you want to elaborate more on that subject. Oh, you'll elaborate. But of course, anything new, Godzilla-related, you have to, uh, you know, I had to go see it. Actually, I remember, does anybody remember Coming Attractions on E.T.? Absolutely. Not E.T. What, what Entertainment was, Tonight, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah there was like, sure. they had a whole, they, maybe it was, it was some network that inter- had the coming, that was just movie trailers. It was like a 30-minute show. It was on at night. I, I know what weekend. you're talking about. I I, yes. I don't remember the name, but I know exactly yeah. what you're. I don't talking remember about. the network, but I do remember watching Entertainment Tonight because they talked about it on Entertainment Tonight, and they probably the debuted the trailer. I think, if I remember correctly, maybe they did because they used to debut trailers before they would land in theaters, like the the week before. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they probably did because I remember them talking about this a few years before, and the clips. I remember this vividly as a kid. The clips they used talking about, "Hey, there's a new Godzilla movie coming out," was actually shots from. 91's Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which obviously we had not gotten the states at that point. Uh, so it was neat. Like, what? What is this Godzilla movie? I've never heard about. Whatever. Anyhow, so I remember seeing this on coming attractions with the old man fishing. 
So I had all that build up. I actually was at the point where I wasn't getting toys, oddly, at that time. So I did not really have any toys for it. But uh, my dad made sure he wasn't seeing this because my dad is one of the reasons I watched these movies. So we had to go see it opening night. And uh, we'll discuss that when we get into telling everybody how we feel about the movie. Because this was, this was a roller coaster ride of emotions as far as this movie has gone throughout my life. And uh, I remember it being at least an enjoyable experience going with my family to go watch this. This was my first Godzilla movie in theaters, which would be quickly followed up roughly two years later with Godzilla 2000. Uh, which I managed to get that in theaters, which was fun. But anyway, um, like crap through a goose for those of you who have watched that movie. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say other than that. But it's, it's Godzilla stuff. How bad could it possibly be? Question mark. Uh. <laughs> Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, all Monsters Attack. I'd rather watch All Monsters Attack. Dude, I love Godzilla. I would Revenge. watch Fun Wars. Godzilla said, I should learn to fight my own battles, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> love, dude. I have come around in that movie so much, dude. It's, oh, it's great. God. One day we're going to cover Anywho, it yes. on the Monster Zone. It's going to oh, be great. I cannot wait. Uh, so, yeah, my history with this movie is so this came out in 98 a little bit before my seventh birthday so i was i was probably around seven when i got my grandma bought the vhs because she literally bought every vhs that came out and she bought godzilla and literally i didn't know anything about godzilla seriously knew nothing about godzilla as a character at all and so i the only reason i will was obsessed with this movie is because i jurassic park is top three favorite film of all time I love dinosaurs. I still do today. It, uh, dinosaurs are awesome. And this was just another dinosaur movie. Like I just, it was just more dinosaur action. And to be honest, th- I feel like at times I probably watched this more than I watched Jurassic Park because I feel like there's Whoa. more going on. Uh, in in actuality, I've seen Jurassic Park way more. It's Jaws and Jurassic Park are like on a, are on the pantheon when it comes to how many times I've seen movie uh, a certain movie. Godzilla, though, was pretty damn close. I've seen this movie so many times. I probably watch it at least every couple years. I've, I watched it twice uh, in the last couple days just for this episode because I, I just wanted to sit down and rewatch it again without because I, I as you know, I take I take notes and sometimes, you know, you miss things when you take notes and while you're watching a movie. And so I just wanted to sit down. I got I bought that 4K. I just wanted to sit down and watch the movie. And, uh, you know, I had my, my kid, you know, it's one of those movies you can throw on. I got, I got young kids. So it was good to be able to throw a movie on and not have to worry about, you know, being like, don't look at that. Don't look at that. You know, get to get to watch it. And then last night I rewatched it again for cover their eyes <laughs> with the movie. In this one, Godzilla eat a helicopter. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, and then I, you know, I took my notes again. Uh, I finished it up yesterday and it's just, it's such a, Dude, don't say I, it. I, it's so I know I can't. I mean, I already Keep showed my hand. I already showed my <laughs> hand already, earlier. But uh, my experience with this movie is it reminds me a lot of my grandma. That's she is the biggest inspiration behind me starting this show. So this is, you know, one of the many movies uh, that I remember watching with her for the very first time. And, uh, you know, like I said, she's the, the reason I do this today and why I love talking about movies. So that's. That's my experience with this movie. So if you guys are ready, let's talk a little bit of the behind the scenes shenanigans that happened with this movie before we get into the plot. So Parker is one of those kids that, you know, you play card games with 
and they can't hold their cards. And no, they're just like, I just, I'm just bad at this. I'm just bad at, I just want to talk about how no, much I just, love this movie. <laughs> you just happen to see what cards he's holding. He's yeah, like, symbol under the eight mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. Godzilla was directed by Roland Emmerich. Uh, someone who didn't want to direct this movie at all. No, they didn't. They fucking suck. Nope. Anyway, go ahead. He wanted to direct a, a movie similar to Armageddon and Deep Impact, but because those movies were already being made, he pretty much was like, fine, whatever, I'll do this. He signed on t- to direct it. He purposely created the design of Godzilla to try to get out of it. He was hoping Toho was going to pretty much deny the design, and they went, ah, I like this unique look to Godzilla. This is something different. You know, we'll go back to making him fat Godzilla later on. Let's try this. And he just went, fuck. Like, okay. And they made a big deal. They did this, I guess, according to Roland Emmerich, it was a deal that he had never had before in any other movie he's ever signed on to do. Like Toho literally pretty much gave him whatever he wanted to do. And he just kind of was like, well, I guess we're doing this. And there we go. (laughs) I think it was more Sony that let him have full creative control because of how massive a success Independence Day was. I think Toho was was sweating. Uh, uh, yeah, had, they gave him like a list of like stipulations yeah. and suggestions for how Godzilla should look and act, and they just spat in the face of the Toho Corporation by completely ignoring all of that. So I mean, yeah. anyway, I, 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 no, no, I, I remember, yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. I. I think Toho did though approve a little bit of like they saw the design and were like, sure, let's try something different. But yeah, I agree. Design's probably- not the problem. No, it's not. <laughs> that's the only thing well, that when he told uh, the designer whose name is Totopolis, Totopolis <laughs> um, the only thing that he was told is make sure it looks like it can run a lot. He said he wanted it to be the fastest Godzilla <laughs> which ever is put on the screen. exact opposite of Godzilla. Godzilla never runs. <laughs> It's the exact opposite. Everything. Like, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. I again I'm not against like a, a sleeker, more agile design. Like I think that that's kind of a cool approach. Um, but it's not Godzilla. It's yeah, not don't, Godzilla. And, and if you do decide to go with sleekers design, please don't make him fucking play soccer. Like that one time in Godzilla Final Wars, don't do that shit. That was a horrible idea. What about you that one time? Win. What about that one time when he played basketball with Charles Barkley? But he was even the heavy thigh version at that point. <laughs> True. Thigh Godzilla. Dude, it was True. Oh, Dude, listen, man. if you ever read those comics, Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. Sure. And Godzilla versus Zero Hero. Yes. Dark Horse. Man. <laughs> so when they were designing the 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 creature, it's it's it, they wanted it to look more like an animal than a monster. So that's why Godzilla looks like an iguana he that's literally what they modeled him after and they designed his face off of Sher Khan from the 1967 jungle book that's why his his say, face what? looks the way it does i said hmm. he has um jay leno chin going on like what <laughs> like what was that i'll say this from side profile and i've been known to love this design i do love the design a huge fan of the design from the side, it looks menacing. I love the side view. From the front, it looks a derpy. little bit weird. And derpy. <laughs> yes. He looks a little derpy when you look at him straight on. You're just yeah, like a, like sure. a, like a bull terrier. Yeah. 
He's got that. Un- yeah, that underbite. Both bull terriers. I got Spuds McKenzie sitting right behind me over here. Maybe that's yeah. why. maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just look at him. And you just know someone dropped him on his head at some point. You're just like, oh, buddy, <laughs> what happened? So the this movie was the screenplay was done by Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. Dean Devlin, of course, has uh, been a writing partner with Roland Emmerich since his first american film right was uh star eight back in 94 and then he would do independence day in 96 and then it was this and then of course he is roland emmerich is well known for his i love destroying planet earth <laughs> any which way i can the day after tomorrow 2012 and then his latest whatever that was moonfall <laughs> that came out last year but uh this it was also written by uh, Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, but Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott have writing credits, even though their script yeah, was completely four people on the story, right? Thrown That's, in the trash. Yeah, we yep. talked about Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio before because they wrote the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, and they and I believe one of them went on to write the fourth one as well. So uh, they went on to to write some pretty decent movies down the road. But uh, when TriStar got the rights to Godzilla. In 1992, I read this fact and I went, there is no way. Do you want to know who the first person to write a treatment for this movie was? Clive Barker. (laughs) Clive Barker wrote a treatment for Godzilla after the rights were bought and they took it. And what do you think they said about Clive Barker's script? (laughs) A little too dark. A little too sexual. Well, they didn't say anything about sexual. But why does Godzilla have a bone? I don't understand this. I'm I'm confused. No, they it was they said it was too dark, and that's when they gave it to Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. And then as soon as but that was back when uh Jan de Bont was on to direct it, which uh he actually was gonna have he wanted Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton to be in Godzilla, but then when he left the project, he ended up making uh he left the project to do Twister and he got his uh, dream cast anyways. Now, my question to you is, where does Stan Winston come into all this? Because his designs are legendary and they're amazing. And you can see from. No, I was going to say, I just went through and looked at all those again, like tonight before we recorded, because there's got to be context in like what was before, what led to where we got in 98. And the Winston stuff is fantastic because I honestly, I tried to look up and find the uh, effects company that worked on the design of Godzilla and built all the animatronics and all that. I could not find it for the life of me. Yeah, I didn't um, even... I it's, ama- it it's amazing work, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that animatronic and the full-size stuff that they did. Um, but it's it's insane to think that Stan Winston's team and himself, he actually like came up with the idea for like a more... like. A dinosaur-like Godzilla, and it's amazing. And I'm just curious if you knew if that connected to that previous version or not, because I couldn't find anything about that. So the Winston stuff was connected to when Yonda Bont was on to do the film, because it was actually going to be Godzilla versus the Griffin. It was going to be mm-hmm. like this two monster, big, you know, just it's it, it's a it's a Godzilla movie. So it was two monsters fighting, and they just they kind of imagine just, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you gotta have it, dude. It's part of the yeah. it's part for the course, mostly. But yeah, well, and you was- can see you can see like photos of the maquette of the Godzilla design that Stan Winston did. Um, and while it was its own kind of distinct interpretation, it was still recognizable as Godzilla. Um, 
and and no, I just I will never forget what they took from us. Um, you know, Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin got their grubby mitts on Godzilla, yeah. and we could have had a, you know we could have had a proper American Godzilla movie, but who knows if that would have been good? But it would have been better than this. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Oh, I just I'm just. I think ultimately it was just they couldn't get a script off the ground and it got to the point where it was just so long between from when they initially signed Jan de Bont, and I think people just wanted to go do other things. They didn't want to be attached to this anymore. So, you know, Jan de Bont goes off and does Twister. He does Speed 2. Not that we need to talk too much into that. Um, and so it was, you know, it was a whole roller coaster of just like directors and, and ideas and stuff because I know that Tim Burton was asked to direct this at one point which, you know, would have been very interesting to see t- a Tim Burton Godzilla film. <laughs> he would, dude, he would have done miniatures. He would have had guys. It would have been stop motion. Oh, for sure. <laughs> during that period, he would not have been like, there'd be like very little CGI. It would have been very practical. I, I guess uh, James Cameron was approached. He immediately turned Fuck it down. <laughs> I know we've <laughs> talked about him enough on this show. <laughs> And uh, even Sam Raimi was was asked to to come do, on board. I do want to make mention of something. The, the little the little mannequin you were talking about earlier was the um, the one that literally looks like a T Rex. The spines on its back, right? Is that the gun you guys are talking about? I believe so. I think. Okay, I think, so that, I think that, that that was that was tied to an earlier one from 1983. It's called oh. uh, Godzilla <laughs> King of the Monsters 3D. Not this is not new to the Griffin. The Griffin one was around 96, 94, 96. It actually was done by, funny enough, Steve Miner was supposed to direct that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Very very early on, Friday right after, the 13th album. Yeah, right after Friday the 13th Part 3, he was going to direct that. And it was written by Fred Decker, which he yeah. did what? Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Monster Squad. And then uh, the art was actually done by a known, um, he was really just a lot of paleo works. William Stout? Fred, uh, to my knowledge, um, not Fred, Stan Winston didn't actually make that mannequin. It was based on his original work, and man, he did, he was supposed to make that. Winston, I thought the Winston stuff came in the nineties. Well, the Winston stuff could have, but if they were talking about the original T Rex one, that looks literally like a T Rex. Okay, T-Rex okay, we've been talking about different things. Though. Yeah, we're talking could about two different things. Okay, just making sure. I hadn't seen the props for that, but I just want to make mention of the eighty-three film, which would didn't have loved happen. to have seen that too. Yeah, that which would net would have been interesting because it was all stop motion. Uh, Stan Winston was supposed to be involved in that one too. There's gonna be mannequins and animatronics and all that shit back in eighty-three, but you know how that went. So would have been interesting though. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> Dean Devlin, as we stated before, Roland Emmerich wasn't a fan of Godzilla. He didn't want to do this. Dean Devlin was <laughs> the opposite. He stated that he had been a fan of Godzilla since he was a kid. He defended this film until I think less than 10 years ago. He went on and pretty much admitted, yeah, it didn't do well. We could have done a lot more. We could have done different things, but we we felt at the time we were making a good movie. Dean Devlin literally compared this Godzilla to the Japanese ones as it's like Tim Burton's Batman to Adam West's Batman. No. And I'm like, Dean. No. What? He's got to be high as fuck, dude. <laughs> like, how? <sighs> yeah. And as you know, this Godzilla is always, his alternate name is Zilla. Or Gino, which is just Godzilla in name only. We've talked about that in our prior Godzilla episodes. Uh, because Godzilla fans hated this. They hated the design. They hated the story. 
And it was just, they just felt it was a piss poor attempt for, it was the United States literally taking something that is beloved and just literally just destroying it. And gatekeeping everything. Well, gatekeep the fuck out of it. (laughs) Yeah. No, he needs to be thick boy all the time. He does. (laughs) Always. I mean, I like thick boy Godzilla. Yeah, he does it. He'd be comfortable. <laughs> but to be honest, if you look at like all the other directors that they had brought on or that they had asked to be on, I feel it would have came out better because I feel even like looking at some of the directors that they asked, they were all fans of Godzilla. So you would have gotten a lot more respect for it. Where Roland Emmerich, listen, I watched a lot of behind the scenes for this movie and like Roland Emmerich directing and stuff, and he looked like he was having a good time, but he. D- Going into it, you just know he wasn't aiming for a Godzilla movie. He wasn't making a Godzilla movie. He was just making a, I get to destroy New York City with a big giant monster. He just didn't care. And it sucks. Even as I said, even though I love this movie, it just sucks that like listening or or reading articles and and interviews with, with Roland Emmerich that it took so long for him to just be like, yeah, we fucked up. I should have never did this. I should have never took the job. I knew as soon, I knew a couple weeks into taking the job that I didn't want to be here and I should have just walked away, but I just, I said, screw it. And I did it. And I regret it to this day, which who knows if he means that or not. But. Well, this, this, this is, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, please. I was going to say, this gives me a vibes of the uh, Freddy versus Jason. So when you bring in a guy that's never seen these movies, doesn't know anything about them for the most part. And Different not- being that Freddy versus Jason is awesome, and this movie is. And <laughs> listen, listen. Even more so, the guy that did the Nightmare remake didn't like it at all, and they begged him to do it, and he still did that. But I will dare say this though: regardless, if Emmerich didn't want to make this movie, he made it, and it's still one of his best movies. Well, yes, but that's, I mean, that's really saying <laughs> something about his filmography. There, it's yeah. still one of his best movies, so I, you can say whatever you want. My contempt for this movie matches the contempt that Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin had for the institution of Godzilla. And for that matter, the audience. Um, they proudly said in interviews that they had no interest in doing a Godzilla film to begin with. And Emmerich didn't want to have Godzilla fight another monster because he, quote, didn't like that. Which just goes to show that he was the exact wrong choice to helm this project, and also that he has no concept of the entire appeal of these movies. Yeah. Um, the film is dedicated in memory to Godzilla creator Tomoyuki Tanaka. I can think of no greater insult to his memory than this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, no longer is Godzilla like this uh, awesome and destructive force of nature. Uh, no longer is he a poetic representation of the devastation left in the wake of Hiroshima and the Nagasaki bombings. Um, no longer does he have any dignity whatsoever. Now, in the words of Matthew Broderick in this movie, he's just an animal. Listen, I, I will finish that, or I'll, 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 I'll start it. Yeah, He's not some enemy trying to evade you. He's just an animal. That struck me pretty hard when I was re-watching it tonight, because... Tonight, I actually paid attention to the dialogue for the first time ever. <laughs> Last time we watched this movie, Lois, I was, I'm pretty positive that I was a full we bottle drinking. under. A we full bottle under. Well, we were drinking. I, just to build off what you said, Lloyd, it, it, it's, I'm usually one that's up for interpretations, especially for Godzilla, any long-running franchise. I'm like, just fine. 
do something different, right? But keep your core values, all right? Yeah. That, that's what you need. And I think the biggest issue with this movie is is that a lot of that is stripped away, like you talked about. He's he's oh, There's key pieces of this character that exist. They're like, we're just going to take these out and just do something different. It's literally no different than, I, I don't remember, I've heard stories about that Superman movie they were supposed to do. It's like, let's just take Superman's powers away and make a movie about that. Like, why? Is that the Nick Cage one? Superman yeah, lives. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what that's literally the same thing. That's that's what I was getting at with Superman the doesn't fly in this version. Yeah, yeah. that's what, not what? Superman. But that's what I was Take away his suit. Don't give him those trunks. Yeah. No, yes. even chest. even if yes. the movie didn't desecrate the name of Godzilla and were called something like, for example, the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, exactly. this would this would still be an abject failure because it's a brain dead script with some of the most remarkably annoying characters in cinematic history. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting really angry and like ahead of myself. Well, this so. is the reason sorry. why I made you guys, listen, you've been, you've been chomping at the bit to talk about this movie. You're in time years, years. Life. And I just knew it. That's why I was I'm like, we you could know be what? The, the, the show to here, let you let loose. Please, please. Uh, we got it. We got to dissect this thing. So oh, I'm going to let you take it. <laughs> Hence the name of the fucking podcast. No. That's I thought not that why we something. named it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It used to. Yeah. I sometimes I'm like, do we actually do what our the name of our podcast is? Sometimes. We kind of fiddle around with it. We make a hole. We stick our finger in it. It's fine. <laughs> it's like a, it's that craft project that you, you know, you start really strong in the beginning. And then you just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. maybe I'll just go. Do you ever just show up one night and, and, and refuse and say, listen, this go against my moral values. I will not dissect this film. Yes. <laughs> well, absolutely. So we, we tell ourselves we don't review movies. We just talk about them because yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Take it. It's, true. it's true though. <laughs> In that case, I'll, 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 I'll try to, um, you know, no, you, you say whatever from. you want. <laughs> you say whatever you want. <laughs> Listen, I would, I'm not going to cover for you. Please don't cover for me. <laughs> Let's just say, we're, we're the ones that's usually out in left field playing with the flowers. We're just, you know, hey. Parker's like, I'm on the script. Like, yeah, well, all this bullshit happened. And then we end up like going off course yeah. entirely and fucking. Sometimes up. I just want to throw my notebook. Um, <laughs> you should see his face sometimes when we get started talking on stuff. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so. And then I feel bad, and then I don't feel bad. Let's go. Through, too, let's go through the cast of this wonderful movie. Oh, I'm sorry. We got we got Ferris Bueller himself, Matthew Broderick. We have yeah. Jean Reno. Yes. We have Maria Patillo, who literally the only thing I know her from is this movie and an episode of Friends. <laughs> yes. That's about it. We have Hank Azaria, who I mean, he's also a Friends alum, and he is many voices of The Simpsons. Yes, you can hear. You hear a lot of Mo in this movie. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, the so the good. craziest thing is yeah. that she is not the only Simpsons alum in this movie. We have Harry Schur, who plays uh, what's his name, Cayman. He, Cayman, yeah. yeah, he's oh, some of his. He plays Principal Skinner, right? That's one of his voices no. he does in Simpsons. I need I need a blooper reel of him being uh, Kent Brockman. Yeah. I, oh, I are you talking it. about Hank's like, area? Yes, like no, as, no. no, 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 no. Henry Shear. Henry Shear. Oh, oh, oh. He's, as yeah. he's doing his, um, his news cover, his news report. Oh, right. Yes. I okay. need him to be the say this is Kent Brockman. <laughs> I need it. Yes. 
It's got to exist somewhere. And, and funny enough, I don't want to keep mentioning Friends, but I love Friends, and I've made it known, well known on the show. I love no. Friends. He's also be really good friends you? with my daughter. It's like <laughs> she's made me watch that series a fucking thousand times. I still watch it every single day. If it's it's on always on some network, and it's one of those things that where if I'm editing an episode, I can throw it on. I don't have to pay attention the whole time, but. I, I love friends, but he was also That's in an episode niece. of friends. Like, I feel like so many people in this movie were in friends. They were in the Simpsons. Oh, so good. They were I, you know, very we're popular talking, shows at the time. They, we're they talking were, about yes, the cast, yes, though. Yeah. I, I have to kind of question this because Emmerich just came off from a massive fucking worldwide hit with yeah. independence. You had Jeff Goldblum. You had Bill Pullman. You had Will Smith, Will Smith who was the yeah. biggest star in the world at that time. Yeah. And then you go to like Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And then no offense to the rest of the cast, but a bunch of no namers. Yeah. For real. Comparatively. Like, I mean, Broderick was the only actual star of the movie. And possibly could there just be him like spatting in the face of, you know, whatever this was supposed to be? Um, because at this point in time, he probably could have got anyone that he wanted to be in a new Godzilla movie. Yeah. This is following the year of the lost world. I mean, big dumb monster movies were in again. Fuck and yeah, dude. To me, it's just wild that we have Matthew Broderick and then what is in my opinion, a pretty weak cast overall. I yeah. mean, you know, John Renault is different. That's he's iconic for a lot of different reasons. But yeah. when you look at the rest of the cast, you're like, who the fuck are all these people? You know, like <laughs> at the time, it, yes. John Renault and Hank Azari, I think, are the only two actors who escaped this film with any sort of dignity intact. Yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick's not a bad choice as kind of like the nerdy scientist character, but like the way that the character is written is just pathetic, and he was clearly not given good direction. No, he's um, super sleepy in some of the scenes. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? dude you can like, tell he's looking at the camera. It's like, like long pauses. You, you know, he's like forgot his line. He's like, <laughs> line? is this the way I'm supposed to oh, say it's, this? What, it's, what, what, it's what's pregnant. the tone like, here? Matthew, That's wake good up. Enough. That's good. That's good. That's good. But yeah, Jean Reno. He came off of uh, Leon the Professional. That was like his yeah. big thing. I think that's w probably a pretty big reason why he probably got a role in this. But like, I'm looking at like, who's Maria Patillo? Like, who is she? Where did she's she trying her from? best? Who's, she's who's trying she, her who, best? Who, who is she? Um, she's she's terrible. That's who she is. Okay, <laughs> I, I hundred percent agree. Just, she was um, not needed. It's, it's honestly not her fault though, because I'll, I'll let you guys in on this. My wife Danielle had never seen this movie before and i always like to judge a lot of what i'm feeling off of her <laughs> perspective especially when she's just like a nonchalant casual movie goer and she's like this girl sucks she shouldn't be in the movie none of her dialogue is interesting i don't like her character nothing about this character is cool or sexy or attractive or anything huh. that she could be She's just there. It's like I wrote so that not, in my it, plot notes. We hmm. commented it's that a couple of times. Like, <laughs> you know, it's I not feel her fault, but at the same time, she's just not good playing that no. either. I feel bad for her because she's clearly trying, but I think she's trying too hard. She's like constantly like flexing her eyebrows and up and down and like making exaggerated motions with her mouth and. 
like the, the, some of her line reads, like when she when she, Charles came and is on the TV talking about like um, the discovery of the creature or whatever, and he calls calls the creature Godzilla. Um, she goes, "I don't believe it," and it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like she's going, "Oh, brother!" Yeah, and, and then, then um, she say like, "It's Gojira, you idiot!" No, yeah, she says, "It's, it's Gojira, you moron!" And I'm like, "It's not. It's Gojira." It's yeah. Gojira. Like, you're not even saying it right. Ugh. No, I said when she first saw whatever Papatopoulos oh, on Nick. the yeah. TV, she's just like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh you look like God. you're staring at a blank screen. From eight years ago. And like, I left you and never called you or told you. <laughs> I said the first time she saw him, I'm like, oh, she just saw the guy with no shirt on walking past. Possibly guy. one of the worst, like, oh forced God. relationships I've ever seen on film. It's just so, ugh. Every time you is see he- it, you're like, this, they don't have any chemistry. It is just bland. It's like two pieces no. of Play-Doh no. just hitting each Parker, other. You said it perfectly when when broderick's looking at her i swear to god he's not looking at a cue card he's looking past her to be like i need to find motivation here because i can't look at this girl in the face i think i think broderick wants to have sex with godzilla more than he wants to have sex with audrey why wouldn't he well there's all this talk about pregnancy tests and and eggs and shit they they share a lot of like you know meaningful loving glances he loves these earthworms that are squirming around and how they reproduce and they're radioactive we don't know his sex life we don't know what happened in between the time that she left him eight years ago and we know based on the dialogue he's still fucking mad because she asks him he's down mad and he's just like yeah you know what? I am kind of mad. I am kind. I'm kind of mad. He's he's down like, bad though, because he he still has her pictures in his yeah. briefcase. Yeah, they try yeah. to get you to go. Hey, he still cares. He still cares, and you're like, I don't care. And she's like, It's been long enough. It's been eight years, and it's like, That's not listen. A if long she was time. about to be like, Do you want to go in that phone booth right now? And I'll drop <laughs> onto my knees. I'd be like, All right, eight years gone, sure. forgotten. I forgive no, you. You're, no Here's way. the thing. Here's nah. the thing. Audrey is not likable. She she left without a phone call or a letter. She impersonates a reporter. She steals evidence. She lies to Nick and takes advantage of him to advance her career. And then when uh, Nick tries to uh, hold her feet to the fire, put her in her place, she goes, I'm sorry you feel that way. I mean, like, what an odious character. If they were trying to make her sympathetic, they failed miserably. Like anyway. even though even though like ultimately spoiler alert they end up saving the day this woman has such a fucking like she'd be had to taken a court federal court for the crime oh, stealing top secret documents she stole stuff <laughs> that video yeah I just yeah I don't know. it just blatantly says top secret written on the <laughs> and she's she's all like is this my fault and I'm like fuck yeah it's your fault How is it not? and then they try to blame fucking Hank Azaria he's like just a camera dude yeah like what. <laughs> All right. The whole scene where they're sitting there eating, though, like I, I thought she was with him. Like where they're eating. You thought um, she was with animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until, until. I'm married to you. Lucy. What is it? Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. yeah. Says that um something about he's married to her, and I was like, oh. Well, why A character are you I would have rather seen for the majority of this movie. Other exactly. Than 
I love anything her, else. Yeah. Anything I love her else. slur, her Italian slurs. Oh I love my it. God. Yeah, I was like, that's a slur. I was like, yeah. She, she says retard as well. Like, I know it was 1998, but I'm like, oof. Like, there. I mean, listen, Loisos, Danielle calls me that every single day. So. <laughs> Just I don't why know. Do we I always mean, she's just not a movies nice where that someone well, a character says that word. <laughs> when 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 she said it on screen, like, I go, "Look, honey, me. people use that word that you use towards me in a movie." And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> "It is true." <laughs> uh, so back to the cast. We have Kevin Dunn as Colonel Hicks. Uh, Kevin Dunn. He did things after this. He did almost Heroes the same year. Oh, the Lord. last Chris, the last Chris oh, Farley yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Chris Farley and friends alum Matthew Perry. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there's the connection. Yeah. There's a, yep, and he plays he a character who is nowhere near the same as this one. Um, I love yeah. Kevin Dunn though. He was my one too. of my favorite parts of the early Transformers movies. <laughs> yes, yeah. I could not stand Shia LaBeouf, and I was like, I like his dad way more. <laughs> I just like him in Ghostbusters too, when he's the guy that comes on to Peter Venkman's show and he tells him that he has a book about when the world's going to end. Mm. Oh. I need to watch Ghostbusters two again. No, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's better. That, you can admit this; it's better than this movie. Oh, absolutely! It doesn't. But again, the bar is there not high. The bar is <laughs> on the floor. It doesn't have a, technically has a kaiju Statue of Liberty in it though. Technically, yes, yeah, but or, uh, or maybe a, I mean, how would you class her? Would she technically be a mecha? Zest, or maybe I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole but, other episode. But <laughs> the the bit the big question is here: Is this movie better than Ghostbusters twenty sixteen? Yes, hundred um, percent. Yes. No, absolutely no, not. No, even I'll admit that. No. Yes. Done. <laughs> I would rather watch right. Ghostbusters twenty sixteen five times over than watch. <laughs> here's wow. here's what I'll say: real Pleated. Quick. Writing, <laughs> performances, acting. There it is right there. I need more alcohol right for that one. If you uh, want to know how we all thought of Ghostbusters 2016, go back to episode yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever we whatever it was when we covered. I think there wasn't, it's the I only Ghostbusters movie we've covered other than an, uh, we did a little Afterlife episode when it came out. I got physically I, I mad think there was with any, that I didn't think, think there was any writing in that movie at all. I think it was just improvised and then people yeah. just cue card. It's all cue cards. It's all written. Like, all right. hey, not not, not even cue cards. Just they started rolling the cameras and it's like, just talk. That's just talk. Or... If not talk, then dance. There's like it's five true. dance sequences in the movie. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> we have uh, Arabella Field, who played Lucy. We have Vicki Lewis, who played Dr. Elsie Chapman. The only thing I remember Vicki Lewis in was she played Lee Evans' wife in Mouse Hunt, which came out this yeah. which came out in 1998 so she was also in two movies in 1998 that's a uh, movie yes yeah, so good. she is oh she is gosh, she is blowing finding nemo oh my gosh she is dripping wet for nick oh, oh yeah. god absolutely yeah. ravenous <laughs> you couldn't even do this today you, you could see the snail trail behind her today. i mean like, did she <laughs> personal questions did she ask him and i was like wow that's getting deep there a husband or boyfriend. Yeah. Um, that's a trait that never pays off. I mean, she calls him cute and then her character just kind of disappears from the movie. And same yeah. with like uh, Dr. Craven. Um, he has a summer cold yeah, he and that's his thing. Hey, 
He's in the animated series, and that's all it matters. So is Kevin Dunn. The best thing, the best yep. thing about this movie is that it gave us Godzilla the animated series. Exactly. Which <laughs> rules. So it's the best. That's good stuff. I'll say this much though he he got a part in a Godzilla movie. He did. Even if his if the most movie. memorable part is him sneezing. That could have been Wayne Knight. That could have been you know anyone. Oh, was Wayne Knight? That'd been awesome. Instead, it's some guy. That's because that's because they, uh, they got cheap yeah, on him. Cheap on me, Dawson. That some guy <laughs> got meaning in his life because he got that oh. role in this movie. Some guy. I feel bad. I'm sure he's. You should feel person. bad. Damn it. He's going to come to one of our screenings at Alamo Draft House, and he's going to be like, "We screen Godzilla 1998." You for know, I'm going to. I, people. I, I, I already proclaimed it. I already show up. You let happen. us know, and we will. We will be there. Okay. Listen, I showed fucking Spawn, and you saw how many people showed up to that. I'm going to show this too. Fuck yes, dude. Get people sure. wasted. They'll 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 have a great <laughs> fucking time. Hey, I don't even need yeah. to be wasted to have a great time watching this well, movie. Oh my god, <laughs> show the fuck up. I don't think I've ever been wasted watching this movie. This is, this, I love it. First time for everything. <laughs> Sometimes uh, movies are you'll like it even more, Parker. You'll like it even more. I would yeah. love it on the big screen. We have yes. Michael Lerner as Mayor Ebert. We have Lori Goldman as his assistant, Gene. If you didn't realize, it was a play on. Roger or was it is it Roger Ebert? I yes. why I can never fucking remember his name. Because that's what I said when they introduced him. I so it's a play like, on Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert? Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. And to be honest, yeah. it took me a long time before I even realized that that was a thing because I never my, w- yeah. watched any of my their... two my two idols. They're the they reason are... why I review movies today. Yeah, they're so good. The, the filmmakers thought they were being clever and cute by putting Roger and Ebert. Or, or, yeah, sorry, Siskel and Ebert in the movie. Um, I guess it's because uh, it was they were trying to like dig at them a little because Siskel and Ebert gave thumbs down to both uh, Stargate and Independence Day. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that okay he put wrong. them he, he put them in the movie and then didn't have Godzilla kill them or squash them or crush them or do they're, step they're, on yeah, them. They're, they're not like the lawyer in Jurassic Park or anything. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> no still one, alive. No one dies in this movie, but if it was anyone, it should have been the critics who gave bad reviews to their movies. And they, they didn't even, they didn't mm-hmm. even, they fucked that up. Yeah. Like that's the easiest thing in the world to possibly pay off for your, for your movie. And they didn't even rise to the occasion. Um, in fact, when they reviewed Godzilla on the show and poor Gene Siskel was actually in the hospital, um, because of his brain tumor, God rest him. They were talking about the fact that like, you know, why not have Godzilla kill us in the movie? You're going to bother to include us, like be petty and include us in your movie and then not even do do anything with it. Yeah. Do anything. Godzilla does nothing in this movie. That's, that's even remotely destructive or fun. Now, 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 we know it's actually not Godzilla. I need to come out because I've been corrected on this for so many years. You guys are going to tell me, I'm, but but I'm, I'm sure Dan's going to agree with me. Gino. Yeah. Yes. Godzilla Zilla. in name only or yes, they Zilla. Took the God out of Godzilla. Yes. I think you were in the in the John when we were talking about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were. yeah he didn't. Okay. He didn't destruct enough. Okay, so when I'm in when I'm in the John again, make sure to remind me of what I missed. <laughs> it's okay. But you said you knew. It's okay. You said you knew. <laughs> you always know. <laughs> it's right no, the, the crazy thing is Toho <laughs> considers this canon. 
It is. It's just a Godzilla movie. Well, not can. It's, it's a Godzilla well, movie. Well, they like, consider it a canon. legitimate Godzilla movie. Yeah. There is yeah. some canon. Godzilla's ca- canonicity went out the shitter after. No. Yeah, well, it's also because it's they made canon. money off the movie. So if they made money off the movie, they're not going to say. Also, too many bad things about whenever it. Toho brings up this movie, it's to shit on it. Like, it's for facts. I mean, in uh, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. When they reference the events of this movie, it's like they thought it was Godzilla, but that was just another creature. Yep. Um, and then in uh, Godzilla Final Wars, uh, Gino gets his ass fucking beat uh, yeah, in about in about twenty seconds by the real Godzilla. It was yeah. great, though. It, it, yeah. it was it's, great. It's, uh, I one of the few Final good parts Wars. of that fucking. He movie. does not. All right. Anyway, it's a mess, but it's fun. It's, it's way more fun mess. than this movie. This what's his face walks out. He the no, I can't think of his name right now. I see his face. Which one? The that American play, actor? No, that plays Godzilla. Uh, yeah. Japanese actor. What about him? Walked out. Oh, yes. The, Godzilla, yeah, the guy who was Godzilla from 85 to 95 walked out of this and pretty much yes. stated that it was a performance. A really, It was like a movie he had done before that was really panned. He said, I had more fun being in that movie than watching this. Kempachiro Satsuma. It was probably when he was kidnapped to make Polgasari for North Korea. He was literally what? fucking kidnapped to make that movie. He wow. says that something was. Oh, where is it? I've always heard I the quote was, "This is not God." He was quoted as saying, "This is not Godzilla," and walked out. And no, and he, that's what I'd heard. The crazy yeah. thing is that that TriStar and Sony pretty much saw this movie two weeks yeah. before it came out and knew yeah. that it was going to be a bomb. Because he says Polgasari was more enjoyable. He was fucking abducted to make that movie. <laughs> he was told it was him and somebody else from Toho were brought in to essentially. Offer advice or whatever, or, or check out the set for the film or whatever, and they just didn't let him leave. Like you're making this movie. End of story. You're just like, gonna oh, oh, okay. And I haven't seen that movie, and it's not that great. So this this is way better than fucking Polgasari. So just throwing it out there. So it can't be any worse than Parker's favorite person director. What Tim Burton? No. <laughs> no, not Hydra. Not even watching the movie. Oh, you're talking about Paul W.S. Anderson? No. Um, (laughs) Spielberg would not watch this movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, he he pretty much, he tried to talk Roland Emmerich out of directing this movie. And then when he took the job, knowing Roland Emmerich's thoughts on Godzilla, he pretty much was like, I can't. I want to, I want to, I want to save all the great memories of growing up watching Godzilla. I don't want to have it tainted by whatever the hell this is. And I was like, and just oh, think, just man, think, my, my this hero. Is the same guy, this is the same guy that produced all the Jurassic World sequels. And all the Transformers movies. Steven, Steven, where were you during those conversations and meetings? He was collecting he was checks. Yeah. 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 Locus. He was doing the John Carpenter. Oh my God. Check, please. <laughs> Money. Yeah, he held his hand out. Got the money. He's like, check floated down. (laughs) I love, I love that quote from John Carpenter. He's like, I don't give a shit what they do (laughs) with Michael Myers. I just like, he'll never never care. At this point, he's all about the money. He doesn't even give a shit what he does. Listen, people say that money does not buy you happiness, but it buys you things that make you happy. uh, All he does is sit around and play video games. I would if I could make money just playing video games and just holding my hand out and get money. I'd quit my job. Well, usually for for ladies, they just show their titty when they're playing games. But it's <laughs> I'm just saying it's a thing that happens. That that that's a huge thing now, a, a yeah. massive thing. Yeah, 
I constantly wear t-shirts. Yeah, he does, right? Boys, you, you flop your titties out. I'm like, this is how I make money. Oh, absolutely. That's <laughs> definitely a there thing. You go. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Feet pictures will get you more. That's fucking true. All right. Glad Jeez. we got to this part of the show. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is, part of, this is how this goes. This is how this shit goes. It didn't, work out, we, this, no joke. It didn't work out for me. It's okay. No joke. This is the longest the show has ever gotten before we've gotten to the plot of the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> we are over an hour into this, and we haven't even touched the plot yet. So this and Justin's already Strap in, guys. Could this Just be saying. the longest episode in Dissect That Film history? My, my, my bladder's gotten worse in the last hey. six months since I was on the show the last time, so it's going to keep getting worse. <laughs> Just saying. I'm about to go, too. But We could take a break. I'll t- we'll take it here. Well, I got a couple more things we'll talk about, or we'll take a slight break. And which will be like the first ever time we've taken a break on the show, and then we'll get to the plot. How about that? You good? You good with you, that? You better hurry. All right. Just saying. So th- this mom bladder doesn't hold for anybody. Uh, the music was done by David Arnold, who did the music for the other two Roland Emmerich films. Uh, this very much had a Batman Forever, Batman and Robin tone in some of the in some of the sections of the movie. Where I'm Lost like, World. is this the same composer? And then I looked it up. No, it wasn't. but it did have some of those elements. Ain't no John Williams. He he's trying to be the music. Yeah, some think, scenes. Yeah, the music I think is very unfitting because Godzilla again supposed to be this force of destruction, and the music I think is meant to fill you with like full, like wonderment and like oh how majestic, and it's so incongruous yes. with what's on screen. Um. Anyway, because when when they are when they're first fighting Zilla, I'm like. Why the hell are they playing this happy ass music? I know. <laughs> like this is not this is not what's supposed to be playing at this moment. And it reminds me like when all the ve- like the vehicles are going there to do their stuff, you know, like let's put the fish out for Godzilla, blah blah blah. And it's like playing the music. I was like, is this the fucking like is this the engine like military theme from Lost World? Like it's what it fucking sounds like in some of the beats. It's like, what are we listening to here? So we made mention that there was there was times where I was like, Oh well, we've hit the Batman stage. And I'm like, I'm here. That's what Batman I'm saying. Music. It sounded like something you would hear from Batman Forever or B- Batman and Robin. It Listen, had that, like, yeah, how dare either say anything. Elliot Goldenthal's scores no, for both no, those movies. I love Batman better. Forever. I, I know, I know, it. I know. I'm I, just saying. Um, I don't want to talk score, about Batman and Robin. This, just, you, you should. Masterpiece <laughs> of cinema, one of the best I movies did. ever We did made. a whole episode on it, okay? You can listen to me. You would put me that. in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Chill, cool party. Uh, <laughs> he he real, is I mean, me. I, I just puns. think that the score it. for this movie it starts off strong. I like the opening of the score with mm-hmm. you know the opening credits and stuff, but overall it doesn't seem to fit any movie at all. Like it, it doesn't really know what it's trying to do. It's a bad score. There you go. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. I don't have to describe it any further. It didn't match up very no, well. No, no. I listen, Justin. Things. I wasn't disrespecting the scores no, from no, no, Batman no. Forever and Batman and Robin. I, I, I wasn't saying the entire score sounded like that. It was you could tell he know, was taking I elements know, from all these I different know, films and just kind of like putting them together, and it just was a hot mess. It was a hot mess, and we didn't know, he didn't, he didn't know, know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know where he wanted to go with the music, so he's like, "Oh, I've heard this before." I, I, I think. I think. From, yeah, what we're trying to say here is. is yeah, he, he didn't know the tone. No. Whereas those two movies, they clearly did. There's a yeah. difference where oh, yeah. a composer sits down and writing music and they're like, I don't know what this is supposed to be. Right. And that's something I'm sure we'll get to when we finally get 
<laughs> actual review of the movie. Like, you know, that we'll make it one day. Said, eh. Something to be said. What is the tone for this movie supposed to be? Because the film is clearly confused itself. Yes. Yeah, there's Street. a couple of times where I was like, this is not the right movie. Like, where are we going with this music? And I'm a big music person. So when it hit certain spots, I'm like, I've heard this before. And I'm like, this is not this. Happy music should not be playing while they're fighting Godzilla. Right. That's not. But then there was times where they tried to do the march. No, they don't. They They're tried. Close. They no. no, no, no. They, they tried to tried. do a lot of things to appease Godzilla. He fans. did not. He didn't do it very well. Like, I could hear it. Like he was trying. There was certain. It was close. It may have. They, they should have right there. Should have just put Ifakube's. Yeah, just know, exactly. who's still alive at this point? I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Let's fucking bring him in. I mean, that's what Shin, God, Shin Godzilla. I mean, they pretty much the score for Shin Godzilla is just the one like an OG theme from a Godzilla from the original Godzilla, right? And then they use a lot of themes, yeah. They, at some points, but they did have like a few of their own original like persecution of the masses and stuff, which is oh, so, God, so, so good. So that'll, good. That'll make your dick hard, I promise you. <laughs> you gotta be sitting down when that shit's <laughs> Listen, I had to be like, there's children present, put it away. <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. So this was released May 20th, 1998. So 25 years ago, which is just wild to think about. I was 11. This is one of the longest Godzilla movies ever made. <laughs> Two hours and 18 minutes. Ah, this is ah, long, isn't it? Damn. It's I didn't realize it was that long. Like, how, how long are you going to watch this movie for? Don't you have to record soon? She's like, is this movie over yet? <laughs> this has to be ah. the, the longest Godzilla movie. Until, well, actually, I guess there's the MonsterVerse movies. Until yeah. I think King of the Monsters. Because yeah, I think Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla was a little over two hours. Yeah. Sarah's comes in. She's like, how much longer is this movie? I was like, don't you dare shit on this iguana movie. Get out of here. <laughs> she, she tried so hard to watch it and it got to a point. I, mean, it was she, out. I was like, it's uh, loose and like, It's like baby's day out with an iguana. Come on. I'll say this much though. My adult daughter and her adult boyfriend eat dinner and sat and watched it and they were like, what's this? And I said, it's the legendary massive box office hit that was known as Godzilla from 1998. <laughs> and she was like, I don't see any Japanese people in this. I was like, no, it's an American remake. And she just looked at me weird and walked out of the room. <laughs> Went, oh, this can't we'll say, say anything. You we'll shouldn't say this. anything at all. Sorry. Yeah. We had two that left. I was just going to say this movie is entirely too long. And the longer the movie goes on, the worse it gets, and it goes on forever. Um, there are a lot of common sense edits that I think they could have made. There are two scenes in which Godzilla attacks a fishing vessel, and there are two scenes uh, in which helicopters chase Godzilla through the streets of New York. You only needed one of each of those scenes to get the point, and it would have saved the studio so much money, and it would have saved us a lot of time. I mean, My favorite many... part is where Godzilla swims into a wall and then tries to doggy like dig through the good times. I mean, how we'll, many times we'll did they use the old man saying Godzilla over Dude, and over? Let's yeah. let, go we're, gonna, we're gonna get finish. to it at Please some finish. point, guys. Please finish. 
Um, this had a budget that just doesn't know where it where to stop. It started at like a hundred million, then got up to one hundred and fifty million, and I think it landed around two hundred million with all of the ads and everything that Dean Devlin went hardcore because because like I stated earlier, TriStar and Sony saw the screening for this two weeks before it released and literally went, yeah, this is going to bomb. And so Dean it, did, Devlin, it, it, it didn't bomb, though. It did not bomb. It, it, we'll it, talk it, about that. It was under expectations for everybody. Yes, they underperformed. Just, Sometimes just, you blow a little early. It's fine. Yeah, we, we can bounce back. It made it's. It made a total of three hundred and seventy-nine million dollars at the box office. It had a. It had one of the highest opening weekends in Japan of any Godzilla movie. But then in your face, boy sauce, in your fucking face. But then right there, okay. there it is. But then right. it had the largest <laughs> drop off of any Godzilla movie at the box office one week later. <laughs> I must have forgot about that. It was called word of mouth. They went, this isn't Godzilla. Don't see this movie. And yeah. So there you go. It came in on, it came, the next week was golden week. They were all busy. They couldn't be bothered. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're finally almost an hour and 15 minutes into this episode are going to finally talk about the plot of Godzilla 1998. So, hey, come on back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Brett from the future. I just want to mention a little podcast that I hold near and dear to my heart because it's amazing. And that is Verbal Diorama hosted by the amazing M. It's a podcast that breaks down and looks at the history of the movies you you know and the movies that you don't. And she did an amazing episode on Godzilla 98. And I forgot to mention it during the episode, which kind of sucks, but that's why we're here, and that's why I can do things after the fact. So I want to shout out Verbal Diorama. Make sure to look, look her up on all of the podcast services and make sure to follow her on Instagram, on X slash Twitter, whatever you want to call it now. And uh, yeah, Verbal Diorama. It's a fantastic podcast. And make sure to check out her Godzilla 98 episode because it's fantastic. And it gives you a lot more history about this movie that maybe we forgot to mention. So uh, check it out and uh, back to the show. Are we ready to say goodbye to 1997? Are you ready, New York City? 10, 9, 8. The year of Godzilla. And we're back. And I just want to mention, since uh, Justin mentioned it uh, while we were on our break, but today is National Cinema Day, at least the day we're recording, not the day you're all going to be listening to this. So, uh, you know, Justin made the sacrifice of not going out and seeing a movie on National Cinema Day and said he watched Godzilla 98 to be on this show, and that is just such an honor. At home, at home on 4K Ultra Stayed HD. in to watch yes. this. Taking that bullet just for us. The only yes. way to watch it. <laughs> I think it was a good thing that you stayed home. I mean, as someone who worked today at a movie theater and saw how swamped the theaters were and how hard our staff was working to pick up the slack, I mean, you saved, you know, you saved our staff a little Chelsea, bit. Was it four dollars? Was it four dollars to get into the theater at Alamo It was four dollars. Four dollars. Well, ours I'm, ta- I'm talking 
I'm talking like a real New Yorker here. Hey, I'm, I'm hey, like, just like, I'm like in this movie. I'm like Hank Azaria in this movie. Listen, so our movie. our local cinema <laughs> was five dollars all the time. And it closed down at the beginning and of last month. Closed. Closed. Oh, that's sad to hear. I used to work. That's where I learned to thread we film. Hate, we hate to see theaters closing. Yeah. I don't know how many times I watch you thread film. It's good times. It's fun. All right. It's badass. Well, Still good fun in the hole. Now no one knows that art. Nope. All right. Are we ready <laughs> for the real gem of the episode? But before yeah. we do that, let's digress for 30 or 40 minutes <laughs> before we actually talk about the movie. All right. Go ahead. Let's get into the plot of Godzilla 1998 because it's a good Sorry. one. Sorry. Bumblebee Sorry. So I have this- people that feed into my left field <laughs> tangent. So this movie opens in the French Polynesian islands. Uh, there's nuclear testing going on. We get like the cool like sepia tone. Nuclear? 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 The E is Nuc- silent. Nuclear? There we go. I'm gonna, I got somebody crying. I can't talk to begin with, so <laughs> thanks. <sighs> now I don't you know where this. to go. You're I don't good. know how I don't know where to go from here. Uh, I mean, sure. we I have like to bring in all the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> we have to bring in all the Simpsons references now. So we see an iguana and we go, is that going to be Godzilla? Is that who is that Godzilla before he gets mutated? How long from this moment until we see Godzilla, did it take for him to mutate into this? I want to know. And Early then we fifties. It's that's less what than 15 takes? minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a really like dramatic zoom in on an egg. And you're like, Ooh, I was waiting for it to hatch. But of course, we get that in the final shot. But which iguana is it, though? I want to know specifically because it showed like five or six or seven or eight iguanas. Which iguana is Godzilla? I need to know He's which a, one has the chin. So he is based on a Galapagos iguana, like black which iguana, you, I think it was. You know what, true fact, you want to see? I actually researched all this because I'm. So, boring. what in the fuck? They didn't even show the actual iguana that is Godzilla then in the opening? Uh, I think it's just the egg. It's got to be the egg. Then why so, even show those those other iguanas are just imposters? Well, the, the, the other the other thing they show aren't even all iguanas. <laughs> yeah, there's like fucking bearded dragons and shit that they show too. I'm like, what is this? A monitor lizard there. So, so, so here's I was researching this interesting fact. French Polynesia is about 3,500 miles from the Galapagos, <laughs> which is the only place in the world where marine iguanas fucking live. They do not live in French Polynesia. So I'm Look. counting for. If we're going to go and litigate every single saying. thing that doesn't make sense in this movie, we're going to be here for a while. Well, then fucking strap in, boys, because <laughs> this is what we're doing tonight. We're going to be here till tomorrow. <laughs> I just wanted to point it out so people know when they listen to this Loisauce bullshit is podcast. is in control of this podcast. We listen to Loisauce. Like, <laughs> I'm not backing down. It's like, we're going to be here for days, guys. We need to move on. All right. We meet Nick to talk. Oh, no, I haven't wait. even made it past the first shot of the movie yet. We did. We got to the iguana egg. We see a ja- is this a Japanese fishing boat? I'm guessing this yes. is a Japanese yeah. fishing boat. Okay, it gets attacked. But is you it really tell. Japanese? Though I no, can't tell. You can tell it's Japanese because they're watching sumo wrestling and eating ramen. That's right. Oh, That's okay. right. That's how we know. Yep. This was before sense. we turned the the um, subtitles on. To be honest, I really like this attack me. scene. I like the practical uh, claws coming through the ship. I like. The, the tail taking out the bridge. I like this yeah, whole cool scene. Stuff. Really cool. Like first appear. You know, you don't see a full appearance of Godzilla yet, but it's a cool like first little, you know, tidbit you get of him. 
And then we meet the best character in the movie, Nick Tatatopoulos. No, Nick Tatopoulos. He's singing in the rain as he is collecting very large earthworms in Chernobyl. And this scene goes on for way too long. He sings this song, almost the entire song. Well, he's a Broadway performer, so I don't care. I don't want to listen to him sing this song for the entire length of the actual song. Why else would they hire him for this movie? Just for this one scene. This is where they hired him. You can sing. Also, this is the wettest movie I've ever seen. There is so it it rains from beginning to end. Two point four million gallons of water. Was used. Yeah, and Broderick complained that they were in wetsuits the entire fucking movie, and that the zipper was on the back. <laughs> but he the what is wrong? He put it on. Wrong. The visual, the visual look of this wrong. movie is so dreary. It the 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 constant rain adds to the feeling of clinical depression you feel when you watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Oh god! I thought it was jolly, but you know, whatever. No, uh, he's trying <laughs> the, the, the to gray. make things happy. It's just so dark and dreary. And um, from one who hates rain, I yeah, this I can relate it, it, to is, it. Is beginning to end. It just doesn't stop. So he gets a he gets reassigned by the State Department because something crazy's happened, and they need him for for this. And what's how do you shit? How do you say permit? I have a permit. To, to be honest, as much as I enjoy this movie, I Matthew Broderick, as we we stated before, his performance is just like, where are you at, bro? Like, where are you going? There is dialogue. He didn't the, get good direction. No, the way he just reads off lines, it's just. I feel like he he just had a hard time memorizing the lines, or he tried so hard. They were telling him seven different ways to say lines, and he just or is was it, all I mean, over the place. Is he supposed to be deer in headlights the entire movie, though being able to give the answer to every single question at the same moment? Yeah. Because that's he, how I, I think read it's, it. it's the Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum, uh, James Spader, Stargate, like kind of nerdy. Net but goddamn he's not Jeff Goldblum or James Spader. Let's just make yep. that clear right now. He can be a good actor. He's just not. No, he's not given I a agree. good performance yeah. in this movie. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So we then meet a bunch of Frenchmen who go to interview the fi- the only survivor of that Japanese fishing vessel that got attacked, and the only way they can get him to to talk is by just shining a lighter in his face and going, "What did you see, old man?" And he just goes, "Godzilla," which I feel like I, I that's saw- not what he would say, right? Since no, he's no. Japanese, saying "Godzilla." Is, is he actually saying that? Oh, it, it sounded like yeah. he was just saying Godzilla. This scene has haunted me. But how for my existence. Know? I actually like this scene. I don't mind it, but the fact that they play it like four times in the fucking movie and in everybody, like people that <laughs> for I know, sure. yeah, yeah. that I'm in. I love, how, I love how you're seeing it, like the footage on the TV, and they just are showing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like, as, as a Godzilla fan all my life, I have been uh, fucking harassed about this scene. Anytime it gets brought up, this is the scene that people quote to me. I'm like, are you guys, like, what are you, like, two? This is not the only Godzilla movie that's ever existed. And this is, you're not a very good barometer of the franchise. It, it, but anyway. to get ready for this. No. It's, <laughs> no. it's no. stock footage that they need to be able to reuse. And my favorite, another thing I like about this is it's like, you know what? We can't have Godzilla be the result of a United States nuking shit. So fuck it, let's just blame the French. Yeah, that's, I mean, this movie is, uh, 
I don't know. I I, I want to say it's racist towards the French, if that's possible. Yeah. Um, they're so stereotypically depicted. And um, just aside from that, the fact that we try to pass the buck off. Um, I understand if you're doing an American remake, you don't want to necessarily, um, I don't know, implicate <laughs> yourself or your country. Um, they didn't want to, Americans to feel bad about their role in you know, the devastation, but um, I guess they just felt fine letting the Frenchman take the fall. <laughs> I mean, I guess we did. I mean, in 2014, Godzilla, we, I mean, we, we were to blame for that. We didn't talk, specifically say of Japan, but we dark tests in like Bikini Atoll, you know, that was kind of like what the implications because was. the French never had a great military. They did. They're one of the few countries that actually won the revolution. I, I'm just saying. Right? Also, not, the director's German, and maybe he had a thing against the French. Well, yeah, it's, well, yeah because Germany had that extended yes. vacation in German, France, but we know. We got it. So we then meet Kevin Dunn's character, and I, to be honest, he's one of my favorite characters of the entire movie. I love how he is just going so hard every scene. He he's yelling. He's always just, he's just an asshole to everyone, but he's just trying to do his job. Kevin Dunn, you're great. And I love that no one can get Nick's na last name right. Stop saying his last name. Just call him Nick. Or ne it's I guess Nick. his name is actually Nico. I think Nico. it's ridiculous Baby. that this is the ongoing thing that's supposed to be funny. This is the and pinnacle of comedy in this movie. They do this joke 5,000 <laughs> 500,000 times. Hey, I'll be damned if we don't. Okay, listen, I get this joke is reoccurring a lot. I'll be damned if we forget about the bouncing tire that happens in this movie like six times, too. The prequel to Rubber. Yes, this is a prequel to Rubber, by the way. This is in the same movie as Universe's Rubber. And there's like three times that a car blows up and a tire bounces away in this movie. It's funny. I mean, I I got his name wrong purpose, but just... Yeah. Is Totopolis really that difficult to say? No. Nope. No. It's it no worse than... Anybody else's last name in this? Listen, no one ever gets my last name right. Ever. They never like, get it right. Don't tell me because I'll fuck it up, please. Listen, <laughs> this one, I blame for the last name. You can cut this. It's Wickwire. You know how many times I've had to spell it out? It's not I'm like, hard. It's, it's exactly not how it sounds. It's not difficult. We're simple people. When you look at it. I it's like wick. how spooky it sounds. It's wick and wire. And people are like, I, I'm inventory at my job, so I have to give people my last name a lot. And they're like... It's not a you, common name from around here. That's how do sure. you spell that? And I'm like, exactly how it sounds. I s You're so negative about it. No, no, no. Listen, the UPS guy cannot get it. I guess it just comes down to is like, is this a good source of comedy and the answer is no, no. no. not in it's, this movie it's not because my maiden name i got made fun of for so long it's harden h-a-r-d-e-n you know how many times i got hard on in high school uh, listen my jeremy's last name is moorhead yes i grew up with a kid named so, moorhead, see, moorhead. I, I went to school with one, so I'm. I'm and like, my last dude. name growing up was Sherwood, until I married my wife and took her last name because I liked it better. I'm like, I personally feel that, just yeah. 
Yeah, the only time it was funny for me was I like Kev- when Kevin Dunn does it, and he's just like, I don't care. Because he like says it wrong, and he's like, he corrects him, and he's like, I don't care. And then we move on. I think he's the only one that showed up for his assignment and knew what he was supposed yeah, to 100%. do. Yeah, hundred percent. Was the only clearly written character in the entire fucking movie. Uh, my, like, I think one of my favorite lines from him is uh, when he's having that exchange where there's he's explain uh, Nick is explaining what's going on. And he's like, "Do you know what that means?" He's like, "No, but I got a feeling you're going to tell me about it because he just did it so naturally. Like yeah. he really does not give a shit about all of this." I mean, there comes a point where you're just like, nah, "It's not something I haven't heard yet." So, okay. I think if. Think of the humor in this movie, and I try to imagine myself like in the theater, um, opening night with the packed audience, and just uh, I just imagine the jokes being met with just like a dead stony silence. No, no, it's, no. It's no. like there are pauses for laughter. Like when, you, of course, I mean we'll get to the famous line. We'll talk about it, but I yes. just like. I don't know. Um, the inclusion of Siskel and Ebert in this movie—you um, could have had, you could have written funny things for them to say. A lot of times, their banter just doesn't even make any sense. Like there's, there's, Gene says, like, I don't know what's going on, and Roger goes, "You never know what's going on," and Gene goes, "Thank you." And also, the, they, they, they mix them up though. Saucy to be to be very fair, they mix them up. Gene was always the stronger in terms of arguments. I felt sure. Um, yeah, and they we, kind of have him be like the the kind of like the the yes man, the kind of simple kind and of. Gene was not that. No, mm-hmm. no. But anyway, uh, I just I just think the humor in this movie is very 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 poor, lower than sitcom humor. I would say. Oh my god! I'm so sorry I invited him on this episode. I <laughs> I don't even know what to say. You think this movie is funny? Like it's an honest, honest question. I, I do. I do. I can relate to that. So there were some times that I was waiting for the, you know, laugh track. Yeah, from, there's a few. You feel like where's it at? I'm like, right. I'll push push the button and then put the sign up that says audience laughs. Like, then having the budget. Yeah, it was definitely it, like just some there was very certain, low end '90s humor. Where, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff that for, there was a lot of stuff that couldn't be done today, and then you, it, yeah, there was a lot of humor that just fell flat. Like I, I was not a fan of the Siskel or the the Gene and and Mary. Everything about that was just like this is dumb. Like him just being a complete asshole to his assistant the entire time, just it was unnecessary and it didn't bring anything to to what was going on. With God right out of the movie. Yeah. I like the candy jokes. That's my thing. Yeah. I think I think I think to be clear with this, and we can move forward pretty quickly if we just do it this way. Just just hear me out. None of the characters in this movie are written with any nuance, any depth, anything. It's literally zero for charm. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. They're all surface level to the far. bare minimum. Um, I mean None of them have any goal in life that means anything to anyone watching the movie. Um, and none of it should fucking matter in the first place because we're watching a Godzilla movie. And when we're watching the Godzilla movie, yes, I've been there. I've not watched as many Godzilla movies as the two of you. There are great characters in the Godzilla yes, movies. It's there possible. are. You're it's missing out. Good characters. Just saying. But at the same time, in an American Godzilla movie, we are 
supposed to expect that they'll be most like like much lesser value, stupider characters. So, but not this bad. And I mean, can't be any worse than Godzilla. What terrible language! Oh no, that's fucking gold. <laughs> Are you kidding me? My point <laughs> is, if you're gonna take so much Godzilla out of the movie. Give us characters that we at least want to hang around with. Yes. And none of the characters, even though I like this movie and I'm going to champion this movie in the end, none <laughs> of these characters, you'll, you'll hear at the end, Loisos, don't laugh at me. How dare you laugh at me until I get to my point? <laughs> Let the man speak. He knows where you live. Well, you're on my payroll. You better watch your mouth. Um, oh, but I know real, where like, you live and I've seen where you sleep. Give me something that's interesting to hear about because no one gives a fuck about so-and-so's reporter job or anything like that's going on in this movie. When you compare this to Independence Day, and I have to keep going back to this because Emmerich made a fucking classic with that movie. We have characters that are so relatable. They're so well-performed with actors that are fantastic. He knew how to make a good movie. It's a shame he hasn't made a really great one since <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's a classic movie, but he knew how to make relatable characters and direct them in a way where people could relate and want to watch them on screen. This is, movie's called Godzilla. See, in Independence Day, at least people were like, Independence Day, okay, whatever. It's not like called Aliens versus the United States of America or Aliens versus the world. You need to give us something to connect with something and the hard part here is that there's nothing really relatable at all we have a, a worm expert we have this girl who fucked over her, her her lover from eight years ago who's a liar and a cheat we have the french government who fucked this whole thing up and they're like yeah we're here to fix it i didn't get my fucking croissant because there's no croissants here and the <laughs> coffee fucking sucks I'm like okay all right, cool. That's another running joke that they think is really funny. They just think the audience is going to howl with laughter at that. No. So the who best the fuck one is the the gum? That that's the best. Oh, that's the best. Well, that that's actually factually correct though. I love it. Um when I went to Italy, I chewed gum to make sure they knew I was an American so they didn't try <laughs> to steal my wallet. Um but in reality though, like who are we supposed to root for in this movie? Like we don't have a single human character where we can go, I like that guy or I like that girl or I like whoever they are and I can connect with them and follow along with the movie and be like, I'm on their side. I want Godzilla to kill all of them. I was going to say, I was rooting for Godzilla, Godzilla this whole movie. And Godzilla doesn't <laughs> I mean, kill any of them. He doesn't kill anybody. That we well, see. No, no, that's, that's, that's oh, not Okay, true. I'm sorry. He, you know, he kills some people off screen. <laughs> well, he stomps on some cars. I there's mean, some explosions. He kills some military yeah. people for sure. Yeah. He definitely kills. He he bites some helicopters and they blow up. So he kills people. Yeah, he you kills them on it. purpose. But he's not killing them the way that Loisos wants to see him kill them because he wants to see them kill them in a menacing, scary way. Which is what when you think of Godzilla, like it's it's like thinking of Michael Myers, like or Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger, like oh no, he just tabs him on the shoulder and he died. By accident. No, you want to see him like stab him in the fucking throat or, you know, in a menacing way, stalk them. Like having Godzilla just go, 
I'm going to swipe you like this by accident and you're going to blow up. Like, no, you don't want to see Godzilla do that. You want to see Godzilla murder. It's like, when, but it's how like many, when Chucky kills a guy by giving him a heart attack in Child's Play 3. <laughs> which is true, but you don't see Godzilla actually physically kill a lot of people. He marks a lot of buildings, which probably had people in them. But how many buildings did this Godzilla hug? Like, he does literally. Hug he does. I love you! Literally hugs the building, and I'm like, oh, he's he got loves it. it. But. How it's many... one of the best effect shots in the movie, though. <laughs> it's so it's so good. But how many from seeing the practical effects side, like seeing What are we looking for? What were they of? Original Godzilla actor in the suit. The Haru Nakajima? Yes. How many times have you physically seen Haru Nakajima in the suit? step on a building that was quite a bit like yeah seeing behind the scenes oh like, yeah shit Although they're not the, getting the out awesome of that building yeah that like just when he blow it up dude but you know there's people that are in that building <laughs> yeah yeah this time. so and you know there's there's lots of collateral collateral damage like obviously people die <laughs> off screen yeah. godzilla in in the japanese films has like straight up murdered people like dude. yeah like seeing the the Dan's people in, at the bit. I, when you get done, seeing yeah. people in like seeing the scenes from people in the building, and then you see you know him walking past, like you know that they're dead. They're dead. Oh, they're absolutely. They're, like it's it's not how, how amazing. I'll cut in for real quick and just say this: How amazing would it be in these scenes in this movie when they're like, "Oh yeah, your story just walked by." And then you saw Godzilla actually turn and see them and give atomic breath and burn them all to a fucking crisp. How amazing would that have been? But instead, Godzilla how does Cayman how does Cayman not feel or hear a five hundred ton oh lizard walking God. past? Dude, oh, hold on. How many times has it happened where they're like, you'd feel that? Yeah, exactly. Like, like an earthquake. He's like, what's going on? Like, guys. <laughs> He's not on the fucking phone talking to mom. Like, hey, mom, what you doing? Like, no. Like, he would feel this. Or the guy in the the um semi later. And he's like, I'm oh. like. Yeah, we well, yeah, I know, we'll get. I know, I know. What you're talking about. I know exactly. It's a good practical so, shot. I know exactly what you're talking. There's so many times where you know that they feel this shit. Headphones oh, mute everything. Yeah. Like, but you know that, that that whole scene where Godzilla's walking by, there's people dead. He's crazy. He has to be stepping on hundreds of people. Like, this it's, is not. You know that it happens. You just don't, don't see, see it. it. But you, you know don't feel it the impact. You should no, feel the impact. Yeah. That's my point. You should yeah. feel the yeah. impact of that. That's what would build the terror and yeah. what the audience is supposed to feel from watching any kind of monster movie yeah. or, or, um, or wor world destruction movie as Roland Emmerich likes to make. He likes to make, Oh, wow. Look, all these people are dying. But in this movie, see it's like, anyone die in this movie. No one seems to be scared. There's no threat. No, We're going to go to the bar and so... all hang out. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that's probably where I'd be hanging out, but uh... <laughs> like that one guy yeah. in the return of Godzilla. Yeah, I'd be I'd be there in Brooklyn. I'd be there in Brooklyn, not in Manhattan. <laughs> hey, you think you're a big shot just coming into town? If I could do, oh my god, 
the the movie where they're in the my brain is not working at the moment. They've made two movies where they're in the thinking. Is it a giant monster movie? We're talking about Godzilla still? Recent. We went and saw it with Brandon. Rampage. No, no. Uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific, Pacific Rim's fucking brilliant, by the way. First one, second one sucks ass. Yes, yeah. agreed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pacific Rim sucks. <laughs> Correct opinion. Go ahead, Angela. God, I like both of them. <laughs> Shit, he doesn't like the second one. Second I like one. Both second one of is them. trash. <laughs> the first one. I hate both of them. But it's like that the whole scene with the girl who is hiding behind the dumpster. Oh, yeah, when she's running from Oni Baba. Yeah. Nobody else seems to because uh, be it, aware. I, well, I think that scene was more played up as because it was a mem- It was her memory of the event, so maybe it didn't play <laughs> off of everybody else's experiences. Seeing other people Which, running away was just her experience with that. Kind I of can, view. I can feel that because you know you never know how you're going to act in the moment. Yeah, but when you see a gigantic thing in front of you, are you going to run? Well, some people do before before it happens. People in this movie just kind of look at Godzilla, just kind of look at him because they're not looking at anything because Godzilla's not there. But they're just well, kind of like, vacant days. Yeah, this is New York. Yeah. I've seen everything. There's a couple scenes where, it, it, like, when they go to Madison Square Garden, they find the nest, and then all the the baby Godzillas start start you know hatching <laughs> from the eggs. The I best s- scene of the movie. I swear. Oh. Hank Azaria had to like nudge the, the actress who plays Audrey to be like, look over there because that's where they're supposed yeah. to be. And Dude. because oh, there's times where she's like, she's just for her. Like, standing there True. and then like slowly awkwardly turning around, but not like in a way that would be like, oh shit, there's something behind me. It's like, oh shit, I have to look at that point. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this like, but I get it. Like, it's probably uh, difficult to act alongside nothing. I get it. But I get it. Jesus. Especially if you're not an actor like she was. I I feel like the girl that was in Pacific Rim played it off better than anybody else in this movie. Anybody she else looks terrified. Movie. Oh, she's terrified. like pulling her eyes out like on the ground, like Dude. like clutching the teddy bear she had or whatever she was holding. I That's the be, difference between a film directed by Guillermo. That's the difference between a film directed by Guillermo del Toro and a film directed by Roland Emmerich. But listen, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro plays from. Oh, this is what happened. Kind of just backtrack to. He knows he can put trauma on the screen <laughs> better than Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich's sure. like blow shit up. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> all he cares about. Blow shit up, destroy buildings. I don't care. But, but yeah, do you I guys mean, just? To your guys' point to the fact that he didn't kill any, like barely anyone in this movie when he loves just blowing the earth up and just, how can I wipe out humanity? (laughs) And then this movie was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to run from everything. Remember, he's just an animal. Yeah, he's just an animal. But, (sighs) I mean, seeing the, the practical effects from, you know, the OG Godzilla movies where it's, Actually, something there. The act, actually, something there. He's stepping on it. He's dying inside because it's so hot in this. He's yeah. like, let's get this over with right now. I just, I will of... give this movie some credit for this because when I paid attention to it tonight very closely, there's so many great close-up shots. Shut. Excuse me. There's so many great close-up shots of the full-size animatronic yes of the seven or eight foot tall uh puppet they used 
for a lot of the small miniature shots of Godzilla like destroying cars and buildings and stuff like where you don't even see that like five years after this movie came out at all like where it was just fully CG and while there are some very questionable CG shots in this movie I think there are some fantastic shots of Godzilla in New York City like and again I will say this because I'm very proud of my setup at my house I have a very good fucking 4K setup. My OLED is perfectly fucking calibrated. Um, I'm just saying, like, the way that we screen movies at Alamo Draft House, I'm very keen to the way things are supposed to look when it comes to this. And someone seems unimpressed by this. I'm I'm down with it, but boy, man, I'm just joking because it's a running joke every time Justin mentions his 4K setup. It's like, oh god, okay, here we go. No, I. I, I agree I, with Justin. I think the special effects, especially when Godzilla first appears in New York, are still <laughs> impressive. Um, it's quite clear that they spent all of their CGI budget on that particular sequence because Godzilla yeah. doesn't look that good for the rest of the movie. For the rest of the movie. There's there's some shots like where Godzilla jumps into the water during the submarine sequence, for example. Takes his he- little dive and there's like a little dainty splash. But it looks better than when you see the back shot of the tail going in the water. You can tell in this movie. Say back shot again. We're 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 back shot. There you go. Thank you. Back shot. You gotta get Continue. that right. You gotta get that in there. <laughs> but you, I mean, you can clearly see at this point in time if you know how these effect shots work, where they spent their money. Um, and I wanted to get your opinion on this because you watched it for the first time on 4k parker dude i i love like the sequence that lois was talking about the whole entrance into new york and and i love that godzilla 2014 did the same pretty much the same shot which i the bridge which i appreciated yeah the bridge shot of him coming up and and you don't really get to see the full look of him yet and I mean the the shot at the dock with the old man is great, but yes, there are a lot. There are quite a few shots, in, in, especially seeing it in 4K. Which I thought this movie looked really good in 4K, but it was weird. Is is it usually how 4K works, where there are some shots that they just don't even bother touching that just look like standard? No, it, it, no, that just means that's those are the shots they didn't end up putting more money into. Okay. Because there was certain shots, like for instance, the the shot with the old man where he's where uh, Roach is trying to get him to talk. It straight up looks like it's a VHS rip. Like it looks no, like I the know quality what you mean. is just I know like what you're saying. it just yeah. goes into the toilet, and then it would. It's funny because it's all one shot where it would be like really shitty quality, or I don't want to say shitty, but like VHS quality, and then it would go. No, to I noticed exactly what 4K, you're talking about, and yeah. then it would jump back to that VHS quality. I'm like, whoa! What? It's, it's just it's- jarring for me because. I've been diving into more 4K, especially when it comes to older movies and you kind of get it. It's not like if you're buying a movie now that was filmed in 4K, already made in 4K, you're you're not really going to tell much of a difference. But like when you see these older movies that are being transferred into 4K, you get those. Well, to be fair, to be fair, my friend, I will correct you slightly okay. because the, the, the films that are shot in 4K, nine times out of ten, Loisos, you can attest to this. They don't actually finish in 4K, and nine times out of ten, if it's a Marvel or DC or 
Indiana Jones or whatever it may be, they don't finish them in 4K. So when you see them in a theater that has 4K capability, you're not actually seeing it in 4K unless you're seeing it in Dolby or IMAX where they actually screen it in 4K if they get the 4K version. Mm-hmm. Getting a so, 2K. 2K yeah, they're getting it in yeah. 2K. So you're not actually getting that proper version. So when you're watching it at home in true 4K, you're actually seeing a better version than what you would technically see. Like, for example, I forget which Guardians of the Galaxy movie it was when we screened it years ago, Loisos, and they sent us a 2K version. And then when you get home and you get to watch 4K and HDR or Dolby Vision, like, because the studios just don't, they don't care. Right. That's the reality. Um, but in this case, the movie was shot all on film. So you're automatically going to get an uptick because film, in terms of the presentation of quality within 35 millimeter, is automatically better than 2K digital. So you're going to see something better automatically. So it's this dependent movie, on the quality of the film stock that they happen to be film stock, using, of course. because but, because that's why some scenes look better than others because it was just what they were yes, using. The whatever they were day. using at the time, and they weren't thinking like, "Hey, in 20 years from now, we're going to have 4K Ultra HD." But for the most part, the majority of the movie looks as good as it does because they were shooting on high quality, the best of the stock they could get, 35 millimeter at the time. So, yeah, I mean, this movie looked really good in most parts. The, the, a lot of the 4K shots looked looked really good. But you could definitely tell in some of the shots that Godzilla just, he's so, you could tell he is just, it looks awful. Like, it looks bad, especially the underwater shots are some of the, it's probably some of the worst that I've seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, not to make Justin mad, but I watched The Flash yesterday and there are some it's it's like the baby it's like the the, the baby scene from the flash <laughs> like <laughs> the difference um, the difference between those two things and i'll just again i've heard it a million times that's the one argument one is intentional one is not so that's the yeah. difference all right and also let's <laughs> let's let's give the movie a little bit of credit i mean the movie came out in 1998 98, right. that was the kind of infancy of of cgi so eh, cut it cut it a little bit of slack and I also a- everyone loisos was trying to catch up with ilm ilm did not do the effects for this no. movie uh, we saw what ilm did <laughs> uh <laughs> not that long after the following year with the prequels so yeah. we'll leave it at that it, we saw what they did with but, spawn and then we saw what they did with uh, the prequels, yeah. So yeah, that's all. Lois has to get some credit for. That's it. I have nice things to say about this movie, <laughs> like one or two things. So. Yeah. I was gonna say no. you can count it on one hand. No. Carry on, Parker. Moving swiftly. No, I on. mean this was. I, I feel it's a it's a really good transfer. I don't even know where to even continue with this plot. We've uh, gone so far off course. I don't even know where to begin. We don't um, even know. I think the funniest is. thing. So like we're back to like Nick, the fact that Nick takes so long to figure out he's standing in a footprint. I was like, what? I don't see it. Like that whole thing was like, why is this going on for so long? He's like, I don't see it. It's literally like a child when you're like, you're I can't, in it. <laughs> I can't find this. And you're like, well, look in your room. And you then walk into their room like 10 minutes later. And they're just standing in the middle of their bedroom going. I don't know where it is. I've looked everywhere. Have you moved from that spot? No. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Like, I, I have kids. I know that. That's awful. Yeah. So they see the tape of the survivor from the the boat, and 
they we also meet Elsie and the the cold guy. I can't remember what his name was, but like I said, Raven. we don't we don't see him very often, so it doesn't really matter. And then we meet Audrey, woo, the best character in the movie. That's another. I, I know I already said that about Nick, but she is right there with him. And we find out she's an assistant to a shitty news anchor played by a Harry Sher. Uh, and he won't give her a job because she won't have dinner with him, even though he's married. And you're like, of course, shitty fucking news anchor, shitty boss, you know, womanizing. Yeah. Have dinner with me. Well, you're married. And he's like, we'll do it anyways. And she's like, no, I'm busy. And that's no. the whole conversation. And then we see that I he's very feel. short compared to his new co-anchor. And we get that whole thing again. This There's no movie, payoff to any of this, no, by the way. No, no. So absolutely this, not. If I, you know what, it's getting to the point where I just want to skip everything that happens with all of these side characters. The only characters I want to wo- focus on mm-hmm. is Nick and the French guy and everything that has to do with Godzilla itself, because these side characters lead to nothing. The entire movie you have, you know, we'll do, we can, we can jump a little bit forward. You have, you know, they meet up with animal in the, in the restaurant and they, of course we meet animal and his wife. Cool. I wish Lucy was in this movie more because she was probably going to be way more interesting than Audrey was. We have Audrey. Those you know, bangs, though. Those bangs. Yeah. Jesus mm. Christ. Would have heard at least a few more racial slurs. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. I'm sure. What does that we say? We already got a WAP in there, I guess so we, why not? Oh, God. Makes me look horrible. It's, I want that woman to be more prominent in this movie. It's not so, that you agree with her. She's just more interesting as a character. Mm, sure. But if you cut. If you cut Audrey in out, this movie, anything's more interesting than what we're given at the forefront. Yeah, she. Uh, so she sees Nick on the TV. We then get the whole thing where Godzilla makes his appearance on the dock, and it's the same. Godzilla uh, emerges from the same location as the creature from Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. That's what I'm saying. Just make this a Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms remake. I will I'm admit. I will admit the first half hour. Everything leading up to and including Godzilla's emergence in New York is not half bad. There half is bad. A, it's pretty fantastic. There's a solid buildup of tension. Solid buildup of tension. There's some ominous foreboding of the creature. And then when Godzilla first appears, it doesn't show the whole creature, but you're seeing enough of him to be like, oh man, like you, the, the excitement ratchets up with that scene. Um, it takes a nosedive immediately afterwards. But I will say that that whole sequence is very impressive. Yeah. Sasha just wants a Godzilla short, and that's it. Like 30 minutes, that's it. Yeah, you just get this 30 minutes, and you're done. Or just a good movie. I mean, I don't know. So it was really cool, though, to read that the in order to get the reaction from the guy driving the, you know, the dude who was reading the paper with the headphones on in the truck, they shot him with a paintball gun <laughs> to get his reaction. To when, oh Godzilla, God. to when Godzilla, you know, supposed to be picking up the truck. That was like a, a reaction of him getting hit by paintballs. How did he not feel the Just earthquake peg? that happened? Because like no, no one, when you're wearing headphones or anything, you just don't. Everything is just tuned out when you're on the phone with whoever freaking Cayman was on the phone with later on. When, oh my God. I mean, <laughs> that's like some William Friedkin shit, like shooting a gun off on the set of The Exorcist <laughs> to get reactions from oh, the actors. Like, it's crazy. I read that. I, I mean, was like, holy Nick, shit. Nick in the beginning didn't feel the whole freaking helicopter. 
And he's like, I'm just playing with worms. Like, yeah, you'd feel he's, the... He's wearing headphones, you see. Yeah. 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 Instantly mutes it just everything blocks around. blocks everything out, you know, sound, yeah. vibration. And they're vibration. just probably like $10 headphones he probably bought at a Walmart. Like, it, they Pro- weren't anything special. So how does he not hear Cir- anything? Circuit City back then. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Please. Please. Yes. Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Uh, <laughs> rip, rip Radio Shack. Right now. So, Both of them rip. We get Nick uh, telling him about how the, you know, pretty much how, why Godzilla is the way he is because he was, you know, affected by radiation and he's, which a- I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to cut in here. Um, oh boy. When he says, I believe it's a mutated aberration and everyone acts shocked. Um, isn't that why he was brought in to investigate in the first yep. place? Um, and then he says, it's a hybrid hybrid of what? <laughs> An iguana and what? Like yes. it, 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 it's, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That whole yeah, the know, whole thing I, is it's meant, it's meant to be very dramatic, like the dawn of a new species and all of that. But none of it makes any sense. It's just by the way, you just sounded just like him. You, <laughs> you should you did, be a Matthew did. Broderick impersonator. I swear <laughs> to God, you were like, but yeah, it's just it's just gibberish to church him up. That's all they were doing. It's a smart car. So we are now in New York City, and I like instead of it saying New York City, it just says the city that never sleeps. Thank you, because we didn't know that already. <laughs> um, we, yeah, we, like I stated before, we meet uh, Animal. They they pretty much are like talking to Audrey about, oh, you're not tough enough to be, you know, a, a news anchor or to be, you know, to get the job that she wants. She's not tough enough for it. And we get the whole thing that we we hear at least four or five times in this movie about how nice guys finish last. Fuck nice guys. Like I get it if it, if if this is what you're telling her, but it's told it's said three, four, five, five times I think in this movie about how nice guys finish last. And I'm like Jesus Christ, the messaging in this movie is terrible. Yep. Here I am just so, thinking of um, nice guys finish last by um. The song. I know. I Green can't Day. Green Day. Fucking nice hell, guys my... finish last. Dan and now. See yeah. and all, right, strike. And all it's on Nimrod. It's on Nimrod. <laughs> Thank you. I could see them, but I get. And every time they said animal, all I could think of Maroon Five. Ugh. Ugh. It played in my. It just played in my head the whole time they said animal. I just had to say that because I hate Maroon Five. Um. So she sees Nick on TV. Find out that he was her college sweetheart. Don't care. Uh, we then get the <laughs> one of the best scenes of the movie where you meet old man Joe as he's going to fish in the pouring rain. He's and I like the two other guys that are behind the fence. It's like, you what are you gonna catch today, Joe? <laughs> A cold dude. The, the crazy yeah. thing about that is you have dude from Scream there, the cameraman. He's one of the fishermen oh, in that scene. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's just that. there for a cameo. That's great. Quick. Love it. So and he catches something big, and the the thing is, is it took that long for the fishing rod to get yanked out of his hand. <laughs> right there, dude. I have so many problems with how this shit, this scene works. It just doesn't. But carry on. I old man would not have been able to run outrun that. Well, no, I mean, I'm talking. About, I'm just talking about the cast he did to get Godzilla. I, we talked yes, about this. Talked about I'm not that. getting into it's it. Like a hundred years. Is cast. really a fisherman in the audience going like? No, there's no way it would have taken. Hey, this that is what long. this show is all about. No, we like to nitpick at the dumbest shit possible. I was like, possible. "What is this?" 
Like, but but to me, it's it's, it's clearly an homage out. to Jaws. To me, oh, one hundred percent. This yeah. is the doc scene yeah. from Jaws. Well, yeah. it's movie, trying to be. Uh, Emmerich yeah. desperately wants to be Steven Spielberg. This film is littered, packed to the gills with shameless ripoffs of oh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, Jaws, Jurassic Park. There's the there's the there's the line referencing Jaws. We need bigger guns. There's no. the there's the dolly zoom, the the famous That's, shot from yep. Alfred oh, Hitchcock's Vertigo. Yeah, when, he, when, when he's when, when he's doing the, um, when he's taking the manhole covers off or whatever, right? That's when that happens. And right? the cops. So we get it not once but twice. So Emmerich is just shameless in his in his attempts to. Uh, Even though Spielberg told him not rib. to make the movie. But it's 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 a. I'm gonna show him. Yeah, I'll show yeah. you Spielberg. I can yeah. make a fucking movie. Like, uh, I bet the audience is really going to, you know, really going to love this. Anyway, I mean, my favorite part is, of course, how long it takes Joe to react and run away. He, you know, he's got to put his hands up to his face and, and he's just, and then it's the two guys behind him. who's like, get out of there, run. <laughs> and then because I'm that guy, I don't care, but it's always funny to watch is because it's, you know, it's a it's a green screen effect where he's running away oh, from yeah. nothing. But you see that his feet are floating across the dock. Because of that effect, it's it. It makes me laugh, but I. I mean, I get it. I never noticed it because I always watch it on VHS. But watching it in 4K, you're like, oh, that's pretty funny to see to finally see that. See now, so aren't you glad? Aren't you glad now you watch the 4K? I, see, yeah. see, there it is. <laughs> so we then meet the mayor, and he's giving a speech that's get that got cut short because we get a lot of vibrations going through the city and of course again it takes so long for people to react to the fact that the city is shaking like and it's not like earthquake like subtle shit no it's a fucking these big booms that are happening you got the cops standing by the car. another reference to spielberg and jurassic park yeah. they're like hey look what he did in 93 we're gonna do it tenfold and make it even more massive what would it be like to feel this in a city yeah and it's it lasts all make two the car seconds. alarms to go off you know yeah the, the shot though after so you see the cop reacting to his cop car moving and the, the earth shaking and then the shot of the building crumbling behind them I really awesome. like the shot. Really good. It's my, awesome. So my favorite good. shot in the entire movie. I do love that. Yeah, I do love that. It's the, the is there's not enough is as movies are bad at this, I think, for especially giant monster movies, as I feel, it's not enough movies do it from a, a low angle as a mm-hmm. individual. There's not enough shots of that for me in kaiju films, just in period. So I always appreciate them. And this movie, like I said, this is my favorite shot of the movie. Because that's always what I wanted. Is I always wanted more low up shots. And it's just not enough of them. So Godzilla, you know, makes his way through the city, causing destruction. Uh, Animal go- makes makes chase to get some footage, and you get the uh, the scene where he gets stepped on, but he luckily enough is between the toes, so he doesn't die. <sighs> Mo comes footage. The, the resulting footage that he gets looks like it's been through an atomic bomb <laughs> explosion. What happened color? to that footage? Why is there no color? Why? What's wrong with the tracking? Exactly. <laughs> I, to be honest, though, I really, I, I always find it amusing the whole thing where he's chasing and he's always having an issue with the tape, and then it's the whole thing where right before Godzilla steps on him, he he just kind of pauses, takes a breath, and then just 
clicks it in and shuts it right before he takes. I like that. I like that whole sequence. To yeah. be honest, of all the useless characters, I enjoy Hank Azaria in, in Animal. I just like his quips and stuff that he says throughout the whole thing. I think it's because he is the best performer in the role in this movie that kind of knows where he can go. And also he has so much under his belt in terms of being a performer. He can just go in any way they tell him. He can make something out of nothing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. We then meet possibly the most anxiety ridden human being I've ever seen in my life. And that is Sergeant O'Neill who just is, I'm like, how did, how have you made it this far in the military with just how, He's just always shaking. He's stuttering all the time. Like, I understand the situation you're faced with, but holy shit, man. Just take, another, a, take a breath. <laughs> another useless character. And I wonder, is he meant to have a stutter that he overcomes? Is that part of his character? It's never established, <laughs> but it seems like he stutters enough for that to be like a major plot point. That's I never- just realized as you guys were talking that not only is he in Teen Wolf, He's one of the basketball players, but Loy Sauce, he's in Trick or Treat. Oh my god. So automatically, he is the best actor in the entire fucking movie. Automatically, this movie gets five stars. Oscar nomination should have been worthy. In in reality, in reality, poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Just saying, sniff him right out of the movie. Any anyone, seriously though, anyone that had any kind of, (laughs) I want to be a Hollywood movie star. They had any, (laughs) you know, dedication to that life. They're like, I just got cast in Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Uh, Better believe that those wishes were just burned alive. Yeah. (laughs) Because you mentioned Teen Wolf, and I was like, I knew he looked familiar, and I was like, fuck you. Two things you mentioned, and I was like, "Well, shit." Well, I, honestly, I think he—I think he was probably originally. A, I felt like by the end of the movie, he was probably supposed to have a bigger role in the film, but they just packed most of it out. Yeah. So they make plans to evacuate the city, and it's like, "Oh, it's the first time this has ever happened. It's a big deal, you know, something like that." And but then it's the whole thing where. Kevin Dunn shows up and he's talking to O'Neill and he's just like, yeah, he just disappeared. And he's like, how the fuck did he just disappear? And he's just like, uh, 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 uh. like, bro, just breathe, man. Like, <laughs> like, did he have a stuttering problem? Like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I'd be more forgiving if the character had like an established like thing that he had to work with or overcome like it could be like representation for people with stuttering i don't right. know yeah i um, feel i feel you but i don't feel that that was the case here i don't feel like he was i just think they made his character so hopped up and so anxiety ridden that that was just his reaction to everything and it just seems so out of place for the type of character he was supposed to be he's supposed to be, right. be a military man like somebody who considering and a high-ranking one too Considering the incompetence of the military in this movie, it might make a lot of sense okay. why he's that Shocker. way. Yeah. Breath breathtaking incompetence from the military in this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's it's horrible. It's horrendous how bad they are. So <laughs> Animal gets praised for getting that sweet ass footage and Audrey oogles over Nick on the TV as they're talking about people dying. They literally mentioned how many people have died and she's just like 
<sighs> I'm so wet right now for Nick. <laughs> and you're like, Did anyone else hate notice? It. Hate it. Did anyone else notice um, that uh, they mention that this is the worst disaster to happen since the World Trade Center bombings? Yeah, it was. It was <sighs> like one of those like moments. It was like, yeah, <sighs> I, I, we were talking about this because you know how The Simpsons has predicted a bunch of things that have happened. I'm like, what if it's people that are watching The Simpsons that are like, I want to make that happen one day. Well, I mean, World Trade Center got bombed multiple but times prior to it, it. It was, but it wasn't that long before. I know it was three years. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a yikes moment when you watch yeah, it. it. But it was just. It's just. It just shows like we... how terribly they wrote Audrey with her just literally like, oh Nick, and literally as she's as they're showing her face, looking so like gracefully into the screen they're just like and 168 people have died and they're like (laughs) this is out of place guys come on and if you've watched us you know i hate love stories that shouldn't be in love stories yeah yeah like i said this entire thing should have just been erased from this movie just i wanted to kick her to the curb like stop it keep that cut that runtime down Mm-hmm. It, you need you needed that really? human element though that human like <sighs> connection I guess I rolled my eyes so many times when she talked about oh he was my he, college, high, sweetie. High, college sweetheart like but yet they see each other when they meet each other for the first time after eight years you feel nothing you feel no chemistry between them you would there's no way that these people have had a relationship in the past I understand it's been eight years but you still would have that connection you would feel something between them and it was nothing matthew broderick literally looked like he just wanted to run away from her as fast as he possibly could he was like who are you again bye and just was trying to get out of there as fast as possible that whole scene in the drugstore was so awkward where he is reminded me of the flower store scene in the room (laughs) just like how poorly like put together that scene is it reminded me a lot of that where like the dialogue doesn't quite connect from one line to the next yeah i have more love interest with this godzilla right here than she did with him he is very handsome he is is. but it's like don't force something that's not there it's like seeing people act and it's like you guys need to like talk to each other before you start this movie like I felt like they yeah. had just met each other like right then. You think it's how it felt? Yeah. You think it's down to the directing issues that Justin mentioned? Like they like they didn't feel like they were directed well as with like Broderick and stuff. It could have been. Like yeah. at least meet each other before you start filming. Guys, this is what we're gonna do. Like no, like hey, hi, Listen, how are you? We have two years to make this movie. They had a script for it, but fuck it, we're starting a whole new script over. Let's do it. That it's shows like, the arrogance of Emmerich and Devlin. Like, no, we want to do things our way. They, they like Emmerich doesn't want to just direct a movie that Dean Devlin did not write. Um, I know they're producing yeah. partners and all of that, but um, it's like, no, we have to completely reinvent Godzilla in our own image and uh, make um, just the worst movie we possibly can. <laughs> and he'll be around long after you're dead. Sorry. All right, let's continue along. 
So she trying steals, to keep she steals Cayman's press pass because she's going to try to get in contact with Nick. We get this get here we get the whole thing where the mayor is way more i feel like he's way more involved than he probably should be i understand he's the mayor of new york city but like would he be this closely involved with the military to be honest i don't really care but it's like (laughs) he's just for one it's mostly every time they show the mayor it's just him being a complete asshole to his assistant and it doesn't play into anything other than him yelling at uh kevin dunn's character and Kevin Dunn just telling him to sh- pretty much to shut the fuck up without saying shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you're trying to control what I'm eating, I'm yelling at you. Have some chocolates. I want chocolate. I want those chocolates he had. Dude, Hershey kisses are awesome. We also meet the Frenchman, Roach. Well, actually, we saw him before when they go to when they were at the island. They found the fishing vessel. We saw him there. But we meet him, and and we get the whole the whole thing we were talking about, where it's the whole coffee bit where it was one of those things where it's like the first time it's, it's okay. It's amusing, but then it just plays into it. Like, Oh, I thought this was French roast. And he shows the can. It says French roast. It's like, what? Okay. And the whole croissant thing, like we get, we get it. Like, but you, you, did you not look into like how American customs are like how America is as a, as somebody from France? Like it's not going to be the same. Your coffee's not going to be the same. And they just play into it so much. So the mayor, mayor's not happy. He does. They, no one knows where Godzilla is, but O'Neill and a bunch of the guys in his squad, they found tunnels that Godzilla has been making underneath the city. And so <gasps> they got to get what they, what they need to go after him. So this is when Nick comes up with the idea. Well, in order to attract him, why don't we, you know, give him something that he really wants. And that's fish. So he literally orders dump trucks, upon dump trucks worth of fish puts them in a pile and that's when you get the whole the, the infamous the infamous line where he looks at o- O'Neill and goes oh, that's a lot of fish boy sauce when you pass away when your parents are all gone your family's all gone that's going to go on your tombstone I want to make sure of it because you're going to die before me I promise you that's wow. bleak that's bleak damn oh, um, God, damn um, it's just going to say the god of podcasting underneath it. Very that's similar. a lot of fish. <laughs> well, <laughs> instead of that's a lot of cum, which would you prefer? Oh, yeah. Mm, true. Um, <laughs> that is your trademark line. That is, well, it's only trademark because Nick spliced it and replayed it over and over. And now I own it. And you do. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the pause that they leave for laughter. <laughs> Again, I just imagine like the wind whistling, just like dead silence in the theater. No, no, I'm I'm more of what what's a lesbian's favorite uh, oh. food restaurant? Go ahead. KFC. It's finger licking good. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't made the fish taco reference all night. Oh, I was just. Hey, I'm a lot, dude. I'm just. Everything's wet. Everybody's slimy for everybody else. Hey, I'm the fish only everybody's everywhere. wet in this movie through the, the entire time. So, yeah, we get it. So, Except it's female. not sexy in the least. No, bit. it's not. Oh, it's not. Godzilla's, not. Godzilla's the sexiest of, the, of everyone in this movie. It's the worst awkward <laughs> moment. It's like two kids having sex in high school and they're like It's their first time. It's first first time. 
you know, it's so awkward. Just find a hole, figure it out. Surely. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that got my one for the day. The correct one. So uh, holes is holes is holes, bro. So Nick goes, "Hey, we need him to smell the fish, so we need to open the manhole cover." Exactly. So we get the whole thing where he's, you know, he's getting guys to open the the holes and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said. And O'Neill, <laughs> and you o- said open the hole. <laughs> and then O'Neill's in the side. He's like, "What is he doing?" Like, bro, come He's on. The correct hole. <laughs> but then we get the very dramatic. You know, he opens up the manhole cover, and he can hear the growling underneath. And this is where you get the, literally sounds like a pair of pants are ripping, but it's pro. <laughs> somebody's pants it's are literally the road and then when godzilla you know, like when he breaks out of the concrete in the ground like it's like it's it sounds like metal mm-hmm. bending it doesn't it, the there are some amazing like sound effects in the dolby atmos mix on the 4k disc um the, the sound is really robust the mm-hmm. mix is really good but the some of the foley choices in this movie are just wrong it's like that's the wrong sound effect and then they plug in like the generic stock, like thunder sound effects that have been used since like 1930 or whatever. <laughs> it's just like the exact same, like royalty free thunder sound effect throughout the entire movie. That so, free yeah. to play. Right. I'm pretty sure you can get still buy them their sound effects at Walmart for $2 in the $2 bin on their CD. That's what they, that's what they used, I'm sure. You just got to dig low enough. To- well, it's the same for when, like, right after the scene, after Godzilla and Nick are like face to face, you get the whole another scene that kind of goes on a little too long. Because they're gonna make out. Yeah, pretty much. This is where okay. you, you get more chemistry between Godzilla and Nick. This, this is scene the moment Audrey. where we're like, is Godzilla supposed to fuck this dude, or is this <laughs> dude supposed to fuck Godzilla? Since there's no sex appeal in the rest of the entire movie, um, they're looking in each other's eyes. Mm-hmm. We can see the emotion. They're they made together in the moment. They made more eye contact with each other than the two people that were supposed to be in love did. Yeah, that was exactly. that was the moment. That was the moment Godzilla got knocked up. Yeah, they shared valuable protein strands. They say he's he were reproduced asexually, but I don't. I, I'm not sure I believe that. I think this moment may be the moment. Who knows? Is. That is yeah. the moment. said earlier on it was a hybrid. Remember. We don't know what hybrid that may be. Is it, you know, radioactive nuclear versus animal? Or is it human versus animal? We don't know. Remember, life finds a way. Exactly. So <laughs> Godzilla has the best dodgeball skills I've ever seen in my life because he is able to <laughs> dodge every missile and rocket that's shot at him like, ah! They're all going to be so fucking slow. So Roland Emmerich didn't want to do the atomic breath on Godzilla, so we got whatever the hell this is. And (laughs) why? It's cool. It is is pretty cool. But why did they have to add the leopard roaring sound effect when it happens? It just seems so out of place. (laughs) It's like, atomic. Like, what the fuck? Getting rid of the atomic breath is a baffling choice because it's pretty much the one thing that separates Godzilla from just like a giant dinosaur. Um, and and they have the breath in there, but it just amounts to like two measly little poots of like fiery sort of breath. But he kills them though. He kills in separate them. scenes. One one during that scene, and then one like, at the scene at the taxi cab chase at yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, pathetic. They called pathetic. it. They called it power breath. 
from what I read. Essentially, it's 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 a it's a burp that just ignites. He just it's like the like, it's like the dragons from Reign of Fire. No, 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 no. Those are way cooler. No, 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 way cooler. Compare the two things. Let's yeah. not even dare. Yeah. Please, yeah. let's not. So, because this is like him burping, it just happens to be flammable, or it hits the fucking taxis and explodes, or cars, or whatever. And I agree with you. Like, th- there's no reason for him not to have it. Is the giant iguana too much of a stretch? Like, we can't do the atomic breath, Lord. No. I agree with both of you. There, there was no reason for them See, not. I, I, they could I have done anything they wanted to with the giant iguana. They could have said it shoots lasers out of his fucking eyes. It breathes fucking fire. It breathes fucking ice. They could they could have done anything they wanted with either, it. Either they were scared and they didn't want Godzilla to cause too much destruction, or uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. Or I, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, dude, seriously, Dan, what do you think, dude? Why do they not allow? Godzilla to do more in this movie. They didn't think it would be realistic. I don't know. They didn't want him fighting another monster, so I assume so because he doesn't do like you said. He they made him very animalistic, like we talked about. He just kind of like does its thing, but then when he does his animalistic thing, it doesn't make sense because the iguana from the Galapagos allegedly, but they're in French Polynesia. Why did it go to a much colder climate to lay its eggs? Doesn't make sense. And why is it cold blooded? And still able to move that fast in a climate that's cold. I love. I I know. Just realistic. If we're gonna go realistic, that's how this shit works. I I love how Godzilla just like vanishes, and and Nick's um, scientific explanation for this is that New York is a place where he can easily hide. We're talking about like Again, a 108. You, you, you need to be the next Matthew Broderick impersonator. I swear to God. <laughs> Times Square. Here we go. You can dress up as Tatopolis. Fucking. Even even when Wheeler. I was even when I was a child, I thought it was incredibly stupid that a 180 foot monster could just like disappear and like no one in the city is a city of like whatever a hundred million people or not not hundred million six million people keep Um, in mind this is before cell phones though saucy that's very true that's very true tiktok our our son pointed that out too he's like remember because remember later on in the movie and i'm sure we'll get there when they mentioned they mentioned the internet. They say the intranet. No, no, no. Yes, they they say they say the network is on an internet. An, an yes. internet. Siri- yes. And then you see an Independence Day alien action figure sitting yeah. on top of the computer. That's yes. what that was. Yes. I was trying to place yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Because I have that figure still. It was the blue one that had the yeah. tentacles that were rubber underneath. Yeah, I, I had that one. But, uh, no, but this ahead. this point in time, the internet is a series of tubes. It is a series of tubes with poker chips and horses running through them. Yep. When the, this movie came out, I was still taking the time to download nude Pamela Anderson photos from the internet, and it would take like four hours. So I would go to my <laughs> friend's house and be like, Pamela Anderson, Playboy nudes, and it would take like four hours. We were just like, dude, sitting there looking at the screen all day like, yes, it's finally <laughs> coming. And when it does, we're going to print it out. We're going to tape it to your wall until your dad gets home. <laughs> this, is, this is the era in which this movie yes. came out. This is where this king started, and I love this fucking origin story. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> but I, I want to point out one more thing before we move on. Justin, you made a joke about this, but Godzilla has shot lasers out of his eyes before. This is 
No, I'm saying like that's what I'm saying. Like they, yeah. dude, it, there's so much they could have done in the movie. Like in terms of like visually, yeah, you could have had Godzilla do anything you wanted in this movie. And I'll keep going back to Independence Day, but like it's a great example of like Emmerich just going like balls to the wall. We could do anything we want with this, and. That's why I brought Loy Sauce on the show because I just knew how much he hated this interpretation. But it's like he could have gone like Godzilla can do this, Godzilla can do that. Like they could have even broadened the spectrum on what Godzilla could do. Like Godzilla could have like shot lasers out of his fucking claws for all they cared. Um, could have been a bridge too far. You know? I, I, no, I'm, I'm just lasers saying, out his ass at this point. I'm just like, saying. I'm just saying they did nothing to. Further the character or Godzilla fearsome or given personality saying, or anything in terms yeah. of, of a visual aspect as well. Like, uh, I, I actually like when he just coughs, basically sneezes, and the military <laughs> cars go Ooh, and fire goes off. Because <laughs> so I'll never forget Loisos that night when I was hammered. I can't believe I remember this. And you were like, That's not atomic breath. And I go, It looked like it was to me. <laughs> most certainly not but at the same time i understand like they could have done so much more even without caring about the godzilla character you could have added so many different elements to the character um and instead you know (laughs) you have an animal running away from everything give him atomic breath and make him fly shit they've done that already Can you imagine seeing him fly in this shit? Oh my, that would have been amazing. Oh my god. I mean, he already crawls up buildings and shit, and he's just like, no, good. I'm good, bro. Side of the building, he sprouts wings. I mean, he could have been what melted. Oh, burning? Oh, don't even bring burning Godzilla into this. That's just sacrilege. But there's so many things that could have happened. Too many people make Godzilla movies and forget the fact that he's radioactive. That's one of my biggest problems with the entire franchise. And I just, yeah, I just it, feel like this one is, oh, we're just gonna seep out the bad stuff. Yeah, because they yeah. they play into the fact that he's created because of radio radiation, but yet he has no <laughs> suits or anything. Yeah. He has no abilities because of the radiation, as Godzilla is supposed to have. He's not he's even just a large mutation. Yeah, he's not even just you know fucking radioactive, which they've mentioned before. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, it's fine." You can just walk get, up from those. Get back to the scene. Like Godzilla running from the military is is sacrilege. Godzilla being any in any way at all affected by the military um, is. Or, or what you told me, or you told me, you made a great point. Uh, I'm gonna cut you off or anything. You said <laughs> at any moment, if Godzilla ever seems scared, that's against the character. Unless he's fighting another monster, but even then, like Godzilla should just be, you know, fucking motherfuckers up. Basically. And it's not necessarily when he's fighting someone else that he's scared. He's like, "Oh, that's new." Like, yeah. let's see what I'm. He has do. been surprised on occasion yeah. before, but it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a sense of situation. He opens his eyes a little bit, right? H- yeah. Hetera puts him through it. Yeah, even Biolante does it as yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, I mean, we, we, we've seen it. characters guys, has he fought. Yeah. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. He 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 runs and jumps into the ocean plenty of times when he knows like I need to retreat and like reassess know, the situation. Back and shit. Yeah, exactly. But, but is that he not never, what he was like, doing here? 
He was. I mean, technically, you could say that he was reassessing yeah, the situation. I guess he. I guess you could say he does, that because sure. technically, they're trying to make this guy's little more intelligent and new. Like he's not familiar. That's why he like checks out Nick and then the fish, and he's curious about the lights and stuff. And he gets chased by the helicopters, and he's like, the "Fuck's going on here? I don't know." He's not. I, I get it. Like, so I'm not trying to say it's right. It does not. It's not in character. But like for this version of Godzilla, it kind of makes sense. So can we say that possibly, <laughs> possibly Roland Emmerich got part of Godzilla right? No. Yeah, it's like I'm it's not just like just, No. But he has bear hugged and flown with Hedora. Hedora. I mean, we're flying Godzilla. More of it. It was a. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we going with this? Yeah. I just want to mention but, the fact that the guy, that the helicopter pilots are possibly the like like why are they so low? Like I understand they're shooting at Godzilla, but why are they not hovering over the buildings and trying to assess the situation? Because <laughs> no. then the scene can't happen. The one the chase scene can't happen. No joke. One scene. This I, I don't even remember when this happens, but there is a scene where. 57,000 helicopters all come out at oh, the same time. I'm like, what? I'm just imagining in reality, they all crash into each other. <laughs> like, that's just how it would actually happen. Chase, the chase just, doesn't oh. make any geographical sense. Like, nope. the, there's no reason Neither why they're flying does. so low. They're, they're like okay. shooting into buildings, which like, okay, they say that the island of Manhattan was evacuated, but clearly it wasn't, because we're still following characters like Audrey and Animal, who are able to stay behind somehow, yeah. so like, were there people Yo, in those buildings? Yo, hanging at the bar! I'm gonna get drunk at the bar! Thank you, Justin. <laughs> so, like, th there's that scene where they're, the, the building's hollowed out, and they're, like, shooting into the building because they think Godzilla's on the other side when he clearly isn't. What are they firing at? Um, it's just unnecessary risk, and they they blow up the Chrysler building. And imagine being the guy who blew up the Chrysler building. Godzilla should have destroyed the Chrysler building. We should have seen Godzilla destroy the MetLife building. We should have seen, you know, the Godzilla destroy um, the what do you call it, the Flatiron building. Yeah. Instead, the, instead mention, the military does where all you're this. going. Don't mention where you're going after that, though, because yeah, there's so know. many buildings though that he could have just steamrolled. Absolutely. Like, how many it's, how many buildings in Japan did he just oh, he just, well, that's out, the thing. take out? But see that's the thing is it's a But <laughs> see it's it's like he don't Well they, they shrunk him down. They decreased the size of the creature. It's so, true. But so he's, he's not gonna stomp on a building, but he not, could he could still stomp. cause some serious damage. Definitely could just I'm just think right through it. Uh, did anyone uh, did anyone notice that the Chrysler building later on when they show like the shot of New York? It's um, still there. Th it's intact. Like they rebuilt yeah, it in record there. time. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> they were just able to like super glue it back together. We got the pieces, guys. It's when we get when we get near Ebert, it's like hot glued. You know, that's the no one was paying that's attention that's to Chrysler continuity. building, and he gets all upset over it and shit. And it's like, yeah, it's right back again. Um, I love the guy's reaction though. When I love the guy's reaction when he blows up the Chrysler building, he's just like, "Uh, damn!" <laughs> damn he's just like, yeah, "Whoops!" Military yeah, costs so, more damage. So, yeah, yeah, Godzilla plays a trick on him. He comes through the other building that was behind the helicopters, takes them all out. Another Jurassic Park ripoff. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of Clever Jurassic girl. Park ripoffs. 
We oh, might as yeah. well get to the Madison Square Garden. See, we got to get there. We got to get there eventually. So we might as well just push forward now because there's nothing in between there. That's right, because it's all <laughs> Audrey and Nick garbage that we don't really care about. And you so, find yeah. out Godzilla's pregnant. That's it. Yeah, yeah you find out so, Godzilla's pregnant. She steals the tape, the top secret tape, where she then turns it in, makes her whole report, but then uh, came and steals the story. And that's then you get the whole bar scene where she's like, it's Gojira, you moron. Again, again, why didn't he get squashed by Godzilla? Yeah. But also, I, did, I do want to mention the fact, though, that the, the whole scene we were talking about where he's on the phone and Godzilla walks by and the the secretary's like, I think your story just walked, just walked by. by. It's Nancy yeah. Cartwright who does the voice of Bart from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also during that scene, also during that scene, there's a scene, there's a TV in the background that's showing Barney the dinosaur, and that's yeah. meant yes, to be. A, there. It's meant to be another like, oh, that's so cute and clever, but <laughs> there's no reason for Barney to be playing in the background. It should have been. Sauce. There is a reason because should've. it was predicting you being excited for Daniel Kaluuya's new Barney movie. <laughs> That's not happening. Anyway, um, <laughs> it should have been, <laughs> been like a little five-year-old boy watching Barney. And then, yeah. you know, Godzilla walks by the window. Why is Barney playing in the what? office of the what? new station? Jurassic Park Part 3? Yeah. Hey, the dinosaur guys on the phone. Where Laura Dern comes out, that poor, poor girl, when she had no career at that time, she came out. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a cameo in Jurassic Park Part 3. Yeah. It's amazing when Jurassic Park 3 is doing things, doing more things right than Godzilla. That's a sad sad state of affairs. No, this scene is a bring your kid to work day. Clearly. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, where was I here? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I don't know. Nick gets yeah, fired. Maybe. Nick, so Nick gets kicked off the case because of the fact she took the tape and all that stuff happens. So, and then he meets up with yeah. the French guy because he's trying to go to the airport, but he act- actually the French Frenchman is taken up to his little headquarters, and they are going to go find the nest because they are there to clean up the mess that they are responsible for because they're the ones responsible for the the bombings that created Godzilla. Yeah, so America ain't cleaning up those with no eggs, no nests. And and we also got to. I guess we should mention the fact that Animal and Audrey are going to be following them. Also, you get a George Carlin cameo in Animal and uh, was it? Is it Tracy? Is that his wife's name or whatever the hell her name is? Lucy. 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 Uh, Animal God walks by it. George Carlin, who's just leaning up against a wall. Really? Serious? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Oh my. Guys. He doesn't say he doesn't say anything. Oh. He's just there. And the only reason I looked out for it is because somebody commented on it when I posted. I, that saw, I, I saw I saw the comment. It was on Twitter, right? Yep. Yeah, I saw that. And it reminded me of that and also upset me greatly that we don't have comedy legends alive anymore yeah. like him. Um People that were so irreverent. If you're gonna have George Carlin on set, you may as well have him do do or say something. That's weird. At least, yeah. You know what? They didn't want to pay him. He was probably just hanging out, having a drink, doing Carlin. Um, He was. He never wanted to get involved with something that was not under his contract negotiations, if you will. Hey, just look at just look at what he did for Thomas. 
Thomas. Uh, yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to uh, childhood fight right? Thomas, Thomas the Tank he Engine. Doesn't, yes. Oh. And also, he doesn't want to fight a, a giant monster. He doesn't want to fight like um, Bob Barker and what's his face and Happy Gilmore. Oh, did you say Bob Barker? Oh my God! Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest I in peace. Literally grew up watching him, and yeah. I was like, "Fucking." We all man. did. We all did. So crazy. Rest in peace. Real. So yeah, George Carlin, I mean, same <laughs> channel though, PBS. PBS, hey, listen, listen. Yeah. It would be like juxtaposed between CBS when I would take days off and pretend I was sick. Watching yeah. Price is Right. And then versus that, and then just watching Thomas and the Tank Engine and uh, watching George hey, Carlin. That was great stuff. When I was a, a wee young lad, Loisas, as you used to call it. Yes. And now, moving swiftly on. <laughs> yes. So they go to like, the Madison Square Garden sequence yes. of Godzilla. So they find the nest. And at first they think it's only a few eggs, but then it turns out to be a lot more. And this is when Nick gets really intimate with an egg. He gets really up close <laughs> and personal. He's rubbing that thing. And then it hatches. Triceratops scene, but with an egg. Uh, it was weirder. Like the the Alan Grant Triceratops scene in Jurassic Park is very personal because it's the fact that, he, that this was the dinosaur that he loved as a child. So it's like, not sexual at all. God no. damn it! No, but Nick no. Nick is like shh, quiet, Frenchman. I know you're about to say something important, but this egg this is my baby now. <laughs> like he gets real, real close. But so the all the eggs hatch. We get some really cool. Uh, practical baby Godzillas, which I really I love, love this sequence. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, tell me, tell me we're on the same page here. Let's all just win this episode right now. You and me. <laughs> this is where the movie wins. Yeah, we are five I, out I of like, six for this one. I like the I like all the sequences between everyone, all the humans and the baby Godzillas. I, I do. I like uh, there's a lot of practical baby effects. Yes, some of them don't look as good, especially in, when you're watching it 4K, but that's okay. It's Like we said, it's it's of the time. But the There's a shot where it looks like they're great. just kind of floating above the ground. They have yeah. no weight. They and have the colors no are different. Shadow. Yeah. The colorations are like the CGI ones right are really now. dark. The flashing lights in this sequence, too, are, are designed to give the audience a wonderful seizure. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Saucy, we all know it was their way of saying, listen, we don't know what we're doing with this yet. We'll, we'll create an atmosphere by turning on and off the lights like a strobe and but getting the, the audience a headache. Suits, the practical suits look all good, though. Very impressive. Uh, I also find it offensive that uh, only the Frenchmen die. Uh, yeah, all course. the all the white Americans escape, uh, but uh, unfortunately, and, and they're I, listed in the credits I too as like Jean Paul, Jean Pierre, like yes. they're all Jean Claude. Like that's really stereotypical. I, yeah, really stereotypical. I was literally just looking at that, and I'm like, shit. And, and to be honest, of all the characters in this movie that I got close to, it was all the Frenchmen. I like I enjoyed, even though you don't get a lot of interaction with them all. I like how they all interact with each other. Like they actually felt like they were, they've been friends for a long time yeah. and to see them all just get wiped out. But yet all the useless characters survive the whole movie. <laughs> You're like, I think there needs man. to be 
Dun, 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 music played behind my voice right now because I will lay down on my back. I will succumb to this right now. I will go down on you, my knees. What are you saying? Roy Just say it. It's terrible. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> this movie is terribly racist. It's against all of the French. That's true. It's you true. Know, and honestly, they're the most interesting characters and the entire movie and all we're left with is the terrible white american characters how dare they and roland emmerich is not even a white american even as a kid it pissed me off that the zillas were able to uh be tripped up by gumballs <laughs> should just be stomping on those gumballs and losing no pace whatsoever i, I needed some like no. three stooges music playing as that whole scene happened because it benny hill, benny hill blockbuster yeah. product placement and josta that shit was amazing that ooh, shit gave get... me a headache really bad after some really great hangovers <laughs> it was it was josta and surge surge is the shit it's still available josta is not available yep. it had illegal contents within um With, but... from california or the rest of the united states I don't know, but it was like when they were like, we're putting guana in I mean, all these special ingredients in your caffeine soda. Yeah. Um, energy drinks hadn't come out yet. Yeah. But that was that was the sign I saw immediately. And of course, Blockbuster is oh. heavily viewed in this Madison Square Garden sequence where you see it over and over again, even though it's supposed to be a different part of the stadium. Seeing the TNT logo. I used to watch wrestling on TNT. So you, you all, well, of course, because you were a WCW fan. You must have I liked the done. shitty wrestling. I did like the shitty wrestling going on. <laughs> then I realized the light, and I, I seen the light, and I went to WWF after that. Like, you ah. only saw, the funny part, you mentioned that, though. You only see the top part of the TNT logo yep. there. Yep. You, don't, you don't see the, when they're looking out the window there. Yeah, yep. only the OG. But I knew what it was. It's like, ah, TNT. Which this movie played on. All the time on TNT. This movie's the NWO of Godzilla movies for yes. sure. <laughs> this movie is Hogan coming out as heel. I swear to God, dude. There you go. There you go. I I, I know we wanted to jump forward to the uh, MSG section of the movie, but we didn't mention the fact of the the swan dive and then him attacking the submarines and then what Dan mentioned way earlier in the episode, the fact that he runs into a wall and instead of just climbing out. He claws at it and then gets hit with missiles and then and then still shot of him floating down oh. like the end of of Jaws when the shark blows up. It just, I just reminds to... me of cats, like how cats <laughs> act when they hit something. Oh, about the movie. No, no. Was that scene like, in that? Like we have cats that are they just act stupid when they hit. Are they something. in the musical? Uh, oh, I, dude i watched pbs cats all the time growing up classic dude it was so good I'll, and then they remade it and i was like what the fuck are you doing this is the only thing i'd say about the madison square garden scene it's fine but i'd rather watch a scene of a velociraptor getting killed with gymnastics you know, it's just it's gonna throw that out there <laughs> you know so would i but i love it see that's that's i don't place. like the lost world at all i love that oh. fucking movie I don't, and See, even I would rather it, watch. But you do what I do, so th there's 
Here's where we're all gonna come to. I don't. I don't hate. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Brett to say one thing that he likes about this movie. (laughs) Wow! Wow! Hey, I'm just saying. Listen, this is how this this is how this goes. Okay, I'm trying to be as I'm just I'm just you know I'm an adult now. I can see the flaws in it, but I can still have a good time. Okay, fair. Things don't make sense. And I, I will happily state what doesn't make sense, what doesn't look good, but I can still sit down with this movie and enjoy it from beginning to end. I respect time. it. I, respect I can it. En- I can enjoy a movie and pick out the flaws. I there's we've, so many movies that we've re- covered that I'm like I enjoyed this movie, but I can pick out all the yeah, flaws. I in mean, it. there's a lot of <laughs> movies that we've covered where I literally would start because we would always start off with our thoughts, and I'd say I love this movie, and then throughout the entire episode, I'm just tearing it to shreds. So it, it's just how it works for me. You're dissecting it. That's the exactly. whole thing. Right? Yeah. We're actually doing what the name of our show is, which it's it's always good when we do it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. He's like, so, gosh, I wish this was done. We get the whole chaos. No, in, fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm, thank God. I was getting nervous. <laughs> We're getting close to three hours here. Um, <laughs> so That's the best part. Chaos is chaos is happening at Madison Square Garden with all the baby dinosaurs. I'm just going to call them dinosaurs. Uh, and they need to send out a message to the military that they need to send a bomber to blow up Madison Square Garden. So they go up there. Audrey does her thing, of course. And Nick goes on and shows them all the baby Godzillas running around. And the military's like, we weren't going to look for a nest because we don't believe it. And then they see the news report and they're like, oh, shit, <laughs> we probably should do that. But then they give them six minutes to escape the garden. And yeah. as soon as I would get that message, I go, guys, I think we should just hunker down, accept our fates, because there's no fucking way we're getting out of this place in six minutes, especially when Nick stops 17 times. On yes. the way to out of Madison Square Garden, he literally turns around to look at the baby dinosaurs chasing him so many times. I was getting so angry. This was the part where I was physically yelling at my TV like, will you just go? Stop stopping. What are that's we what doing? Well, that's what our listeners are thinking right now, too, by the way. But go <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's out in left field, too, playing. He, it's okay. He's picking flowers. They have the running would be a good idea line that they do again. Like they said it earlier on in the movie and then they have it yep. again and they should take their own advice. They should run away from the giant angry monsters. So, but, but no, we got to, you know, watch them eat popcorn. The funniest thing is they get to the, the final stretch before they get out of Madison Square Garden. And that's when uh, Roach shoots the lights that kind of pushes away the dinosaurs. But yet you're just like, they wouldn't immediately just go back in to attack them. No, they no. just stay. He is Half it's Owen from Jurassic arm. World. Just yeah. stay and just Somebody run gets a out. rolled up newspaper out and starts hitting the To be honest, though, <laughs> I love I really enjoy this shot of Madison Square Garden getting blown up, and then you see yeah. the baby Godzilla's like trying to get out the door, and then you see the flames just shoot out. I, I really enjoy that scene. Well, it's a great practical shot. Dude. Yes. Like, oh, yes. So much of the Madison Square Garden stuff they did was all practical. And mm-hmm. I think we hadn't taken the time yet. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to make this even longer. Um, He's like, I just peed. Let's do it. Well, I have to. I, I feel <laughs> oh, you. Oh, only because 
Um, Justin, make sure you talk as slowly as possible. I will try to talk as slowly as possible. In reality, though, you will all agree, I think every single one of you listening, that the movie at least had some great practical effects that this was the last part of that era where we got this anaconda lake placid this movie there's a few others deep blue sea where he still got like the monsters in full practical you know animatronic version and puppets buried with the cgi and now we don't get that at all unless specified where it's like hey we're trying to go back in the day remember 30 years ago Jurassic World Dominion trying Jurassic to say, hey, World, look, we yeah. have animatronics. Exactly. Exactly. Or anything right. else like Parker, you good? Yeah. I he said Jurassic World Dominion and I started to feel something coming up my <laughs> come on, was, listen. I mean sorry, sorry. Know, the first Jurassic Park's in my top ten of all time. Jaws is in my top five of all time. Like having practical effects is extremely important to me like my favorite movies are all practical effects but i also understand the business and a lot of people hate me for that but there's a middle ground (laughs) go ahead and hate me you still like so for example again i'll mention this because this is a great uh middle ground counterpoint i think and it's my wife and She'll never listen to this. I'll promise you that. But she'll still appreciate what you do and also appreciate her her point that she makes that I bring up on the show. And when I was watching this to review for your show, she said, I can tell when it's an animatronic close-up or it's a close-up of a model in this movie versus CGI. And I think... Just from that viewpoint, and someone that's kind of a novice in that world, I think that's very important to talk about with this movie. And that it still was part of that era that we have when there was miniatures, because there's plenty of miniature shots in this movie. Um, there was so many different versions of Godzilla that they built full scale for the movie. Um, you know, that's seven impressive full sure. scale. I mean, they did so much, regardless of how much. Rick hated Godzilla or didn't care for Godzilla. He still put a lot of effort as a director in having all of these different departments build these things and create them and perform them. I mean, at the end shot of the movie, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but when the car is in the mouth, that's a practical mouth, yeah. a practical and car and awesome. a practical mouth, and it looks awesome. There's so many shots that are great and i don't uh, understand how godzilla could destroy a military helicopter with one bite but he can't crush a taxi with his teeth again again (laughs) um i'm I'm talking about bulletproof what's good versus what's not lois i know what you're saying i know where you're going what i'm saying is i'm I'm poking you a little bit justin you gotta poke me you gotta poke me you're not poking me where I want you to poke me. Oh. Whoa. Um, <laughs> That's getting <laughs> No, for real. We need we need to move on before things get uh, too even worse. You know, sexually so, charged here. But I wanted to make a point about the movie though, because 
you yourself said this. And I remember sitting there. It was like three in the morning, and we did like the deep dive. Do you have a? Uh, do you have proof that I said this? Of course, I have proof. Okay, go ahead. He's like receipts. This was the end of an era. Was in for terms sure. of marrying those practical effects yes. and those full scale animatronics and. Trying to do something. I mean, the people that were involved with making this movie that weren't like necessarily within the vision of Roland Emmerich still put a lot of passion into this movie. And we forget that. And I think today, for example, The Flash was mentioned earlier. And I will not mention anything else about that. But at the same time, people are like, well, I hated this, I hated that. But people forget about the other. 1500 people that you know came into play with making that movie um blue beetle another one you name it you know dial of destiny is another one these people just wanted to set out to make the best movie they possibly could and i think in terms of it was 97 when they were making godzilla these people were just like dude we're making an american version of godzilla like holy shit like this is a huge deal like they didn't take it as anything else like they're not being told the industry hoopla or the behind the scenes of anything they just wanted to be involved with making this thing and i and i think looking back at that and looking at the photos and the footage there's a great video that i just watched on the can <laughs> two seconds ago <laughs> um for real though i mean if you want to watch yes. behind the scenes of this movie a lot of love and heart went into making this movie. I mean, I have love for this movie too. I have a little bit of love for this movie. It's a it little is bit. It is responsible for my love for Godzilla. So I have to give it that. I have to give it that credit. And there are things that I like about this movie for sure. So good. Sure. My point has been made across there. It has been made. It has been <laughs> more than made. It has been more than made. <laughs> and, your, oh. and your hate for the movie has been more than made as well. Right, I'm not going to say another word. <laughs> Either will I. I'm going to. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're we're <laughs> close. We're close, guys. To the end, we're close. <laughs> so the babies die. Godzilla shows back up, which I like this scene. I like how Godzilla just emerges in in the middle of the blown up Madison Square Garden. Gets sad because all of her is so. Dude, is is it a, is it still a boy? Even though it's it laid eggs and it reproduced asexually because he says, Oh, he looks angry. Not quite how that uh, works, but you know, Godzilla is a, a boy. Um, Nick says early on or, or, or in that scene when he's uh, testing the, um, doing the pregnancy test, he said that um, they have the same hormones. Male and female lizards have the same hormones. They don't. As far as I know, I'm no scientist though. So, okay. So, yeah, he's upset that his babies are all dead. So now it's a revenge uh, tale of Godzilla versus all the useless characters. And we get a chase scene, which it's not terrible. I like the the whole thing where, you know, they're running away and Godzilla is like trying to go down the the alleyway and it's, he's too big. So it's like the whole thing of just like, oh, is Audrey going to get it? And I was like, I really hope so. Uh, <laughs> and she then doesn't. they. Oh, God. Yeah, like, oh, man, we were so close. They hop in a cab. 
and they get this whole plan of trying to get the information tag that's inside the cab to O'Neill so that he can talk to Nick in the cab. They get swallowed by Godzilla. Nick shoves a live wire into its into his gums to spit them out. And Where did they that come from? It's in the road. road. <laughs> Godzilla, no joke, eats the car plus a huge piece of of pavement is just in his mouth, and he's just chewing on it. And it, 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 again, it's it's one of those things where like animals in the back, he's like, oh, he's gonna swallow. Like this is the one part of animals, like all the lines that animal has, where I was just like, sh- I was roach. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like we're all in the same situation here. Just stop. So they get spit out and they come up with the plan. We need to get him to the Brooklyn Bridge so that he gets tangled up in the wires and then, you know, we can attack him. And did Godzilla not get hit by anything in this movie to the point where he dies from just rockets to its side? So offensive to me. Well, so offensive. Yeah, because so did he not get hit by the rockets? Or the, the, the torpedoes. By, I, I thought he got hit by one of the torpedoes. But 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 did he? Because I, I, we I see don't. him falling away. Like, yeah, he, on his back. He it's, dodged, ducked, dipped, dived, and dodged uh, missiles and uh, and bullets throughout the entire movie. So I'm assuming they're thinking the torpedoes didn't hit him directly, but they were close enough to him with a concussive blast, knocked okay. him unconscious, yeah, and he died. Sense. So he just took a fucking little cozy little nap. He was just taking a nap. Much. It was the recharge scene in in uh, King of the Monsters where you know he's he's down there just taking a nap and they gotta set a nuke off to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ooh, juice sometimes him up. Sometimes he gets struck. Sometimes he gets gotta struck. Gotta get juice get up. So Godzilla's dead, and you get the whole sad scene of you know Nick looking into his eyes one last time as he closes it, and he is dead. Goodbye, my lover. <laughs> By my friend, <laughs> literally, I I dare say that uh, out of the entire movie, and lynch me if you will, the ending is the only moment where I feel like Emmerich actually connects with the character. Um, much like Oisos's favorite version of King Kong, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, King Kong's dead, laying there on a bridge. Yep, we're supposed to. The audience is meant it. to feel something, right? 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 Yeah. Um, in all reality, I'm 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 being facetious here, but at the same time, I feel like this is the only moment of actual emotion towards the character, and visually as well. I love like Godzilla on the Brooklyn Bridge and the whole thing, um, and the heartbeat slowly slowing down and then of course it's like too little too late for all of us that actually care about movies so godzilla should just not be taken out by the military i think that's the that's the that's the funny thing because that was one of the rules that they were given was that godzilla couldn't die like they couldn't kill him and they oh, just like they just they just they that. literally just flipped they're in off. the garbage yeah they're just like fuck <laughs> you we're doing what we oh, wait a minute did they mean like Godzilla themselves or their sperm. Their spawn. 
Well, that's the thing. Hey, because we know at the end of the movie we see a teaser for a sequel. Well, that's the thing. It was so originally it was going to be a sequel, but then it got turned into the animated series because that egg hatches, attaches to Nick, thinks it's his parent, and then they have adventures for forty episodes. <laughs> and that's different monsters, different monsters yeah. each episode, which rules. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, this, kid. and the Godzilla from this movie comes back. As Cyber Godzilla. Ne- uh, well, I was going to say Mecha Godzilla. I really need but... to rewatch this animated series because I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, you get a whole thing with the whole tape that Animal had, which is just useless. And Roach just kind of disappears, calls Nick one more time, and that's the end of the movie. That's just like Godzilla burrows a hole into the ground and they never see it I'll, again. I'll say this much, then I will leave my comments for another show, but I will say. As much as I enjoy this movie, it's 1998, man. There was a way to make this feel scary, feel real. I mean, thinking about when this movie happened, you know, pre-9-11, and seeing a whole New York City being destroyed, there was so much they could have done. None of it worked. It didn't land with anybody. Clearly landed with you and you and Brett, right? Well, I mean, in a childlike way. I feel like it was the first Godzilla movie that I saw, but it was post the Jurassic movies, sure. much like he's a huge fan of as well. Um, if anything, it was an entryway into the character and me getting to know that character better and being able to say, hey, listen, because at the time, man, I mean, where I lived regionally in New York, it's not like outside of Sci-Fi Channel we had that much coverage for Godzilla. So where was I going to find it? It's not like that was on VHS. Any of the movies were available or anything. So Very few of them, yeah. It, it, it led me to where I'm at now, where I'll watch any Godzilla movie. But at the time, it was like that first big thing to me. And I... You know, Brett said it perfectly, and, and it, it was like, I love dinosaurs, and that was my world at that time, being a young Certainly. kid. So, Certainly. Well, I feel like most of us have shared our thoughts on this movie. Um, I mean, I've shared it a few times. For, so uh, whoever didn't share their thoughts on, on the movie, please share now. And I feel like most of us have already done that. I didn't. Okay, Dan, go ahead. Okay, listen. I'm gonna keep keep trying to try to keep this short. This was, I thought, a pretty good giant monster movie, and a decent Godzilla movie at worst. Um, I, I don't think it should have been called Godzilla. Obviously, I think it should have become Iguanodonalus or whatever you want to call it. Anything other than Godzilla, it would have been. <laughs> I fine. like that name, Iguanodonalus. <laughs> it's patent, so don't it's, take it. It's like <laughs> the sh- it's like the ship from Deep Rising. What was it? The, uh, the uh, Aqua. I can't even remember. I don't know. I just think of Tricyclops. But anywho, um, <laughs> there you go. This movie, I think, it, it's just fun and it's nostalgia. And like uh, Justin said, it got a lot of people that didn't know about Godzilla into Godzilla movies. And I, I was fortunate enough that my my father, his brother, and a lot of people were into that kind of stuff. And they had the old VHSs that there weren't a lot of. But most of the movies I could watch whenever I wanted to growing up. I had that accessibility. And this helped out, and then because of this, they re- they re- released the '90s films here in the states, made them available, and it released a bunch of the old stuff from back in the day. So it really helped more than it hurt the franchise in the long run. Yeah, not the animated series, a lot of bullshit. But um, 
it, it at the end of it, I'm gonna make my. I'm gonna say I do. I do like the movie. I do enjoy the movie. Going back and watch it, I used to hate it. I had the experience of watching it when I was a kid and liking it, and then going through the whole. Yeah, it's not like Godzilla. Fuck that shit for like 20 years. I'm like, what the fuck? This is dumb. You it's still a Godzilla. Movie. The Godzilla. Oh, everybody online hates it. Everybody in the Godzilla fandom because they're all up their own asses. But anyway, um, I liked it. I, I've come back around to enjoy. I'll take me, Dan. I don't know. I can't help it. Hey, I'm included <laughs> in that. I understand. I'm not better than the community. I'm part of it. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I, I've come around and I do enjoy this movie. And I think it's a decent Godzilla movie. And I would watch this way more than I'd watch probably a handful of original Japanese Godzilla movies. Because the Millennium Era, I do not like. Oh my God. Look at Louis. Look at his face. <laughs> as much oh as I love God. him. I, most of the Millennium Era, I do not watch more than once, and Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla is probably my most hated Godzilla movie. I fucking hate that movie. Okay, oh my you, God. Final Wars? Wait. Even Final Wars is part of Millennium Era. You and I need to have a discussion, uh, obviously separate and apart from this yeah. podcast, about Godzilla lore and mm-hmm. our opinions because yeah. uh my my mouth literally that was that was an involuntary reaction <laughs> um i'm gonna put Listen. this at the at the at the very 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 bottom of godzilla movie so i'm fascinated and and i really would love to like chat i mean absolutely you, honestly what, what what, what i'm feeling to. here what i'm feeling here is the two We've made of friends, you, I think. The two of you Maybe. may just have a new Godzilla podcast coming <laughs> secretly. I mean, there may be God. something I don't wanna I don't wanna no. you know get in the middle of whatever. I can just going hear on, something but... going on right there. No, there was certain comments that you made versus what he made. I was like, man, you guys could become like friends Listen, for that. I'm just a... just over your That's back and forth. That's the beauty of podcasting, and that's the beauty of this show, bringing people together. Yes. And my last thing I'm going to say about all of this is, on that note, obviously I have my Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla tattoo on my arm. I love the first two films. But the Millennium Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla movies are the biggest insults to those fucking movies, and I fucking hate them. And that's, that's, that's my closing statement. Millennium! Godzilla, and then Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Those Tokyo two SOS is one of my least favorite Godzilla movies, yeah. but... I, I highly enjoy versus Mechagodzilla, but that, that's that, or would it be against Mechagodzilla? It would against. be Godzilla against Mechagodzilla because it's distinct from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and yeah. also distinct from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Which is, I hate that name. We'll talk about it another time. Do me anyway. a favor. Whoever is editing this podcast, please delete every sense of dialogue mm. that I had in this thing because I do not that deserve was- to be a part of this because I am not, not a true, true Godzilla fan. I uh, just let me drown in the waters. <laughs> no. No, nope, it's all staying in, baby. Please, yeah. please. Parker please. is the one that. So There's no gate I, pe- gatekeeping here. No gatekeeping. No. So just gaslighting. I. <laughs> my I'll first, gatekeep my fucking self. Godzilla '98 was the first Godzilla movie I had ever, ever, was even remotely introduced to because I hadn't met him yet. I didn't meet him till way later. Almost 10 years later. So he introduced me to the bulk of Godzilla films that I had ever watched. So I just assumed that, you know, this was all that was available. He introduced me to more, fell in love with certain movies that I like, he doesn't like. I love Final Wars. He does not. (laughs) We have... I think it's overhyped. True, but that's where Monster X comes from, and that's 
Monster X is okay. That's one of my favorites. So, getting introduced to certain Godzilla films, I see where the fandom can be like, uh, this is like, meh. Because I am one of those that likes to nitpick at just the the eensy-wincy bits of certain movies. And I'm like, yeah, I like this, but there's this tiny part that I don't like. And it just kind of blows up from from there. But... There's a lot that I like, and I can see why people don't like certain. I can see why people don't like this one. I can, I, I get it, but I still like it. Well, I'm alone on an island here, then. <laughs> you are. You, you are, are on are, Monster are Island. It's actually an archipelago, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've we've heard every thought Lois Sauce could share about his uh, about his about this movie. I'm sorry. Do you have I'm anything? Really sorry. No, stop saying you're sorry. Stop it. It's okay. It's okay. That's why we're all here. That we're having a, we're having fun. But do you stop guys have anything else you guys want to state about this movie before we we no. move on to the the final part of the show? It's yes. It's, I'm it. so sorry to bring it. on Lois Sauce on your <laughs> no. show. Stop yeah. it. I deeply regret it. No, I never knew what no. could possibly happen where I had to leash mm-hmm. a beast. Hey, on your did show. We, did we all have fun? That's all that matters. Okay. Did we he all have a good time? As formidable as the original Koshiro. No, no, no. We we want to con- continue this chat elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. Just place to get my fish. I want to thank you all so much for having us. It was oh. yes. it was really a pleasure. Well, really thank, a pleasure. Thank you guys for for coming yeah, on really. and uh, you know. You, you're. I mean, you two are always welcome back on the show anytime. You know, we can talk more Godzilla. We could talk anything you guys want to talk about. This was this was uh, Justin's choice a while ago. We it was between this and Spawn, and so we decided to do Spawn first. And then I said, "Well, I got to bring you back on for this." And then he said, "Well, how about bringing Lois on you? too?" And I how said, dare "Yeah." You? <laughs> it was your idea. You put it in me. Shh. Yeah. Quiet. Quiet. I'm supposed to Parker. Say. Parker is in charge of the people that come on. We just show up. We literally just show up. But I, I have literally enjoyed every single guest that we have had on. You, yes. you make things more interesting. You make me think different about certain movies that I've watched. And it, it, it's just, it's fun. The alternate perspective is wonderful. And, and I like playing out in left field with other people. And, and the next and thing you know, Lloyd Sauce and Dan are going to have the biggest Godzilla podcast known to man in the next six hey, months. Just, just wait and see what happens. You, enjoy, you invite me on. I, I'm fine with it. As long as I can just be a producer, I don't want to be on the show. I just want to be, I'll, I'll just be the guy in the background, you know, just saying things randomly. Because I have no to... knowledge of Godzilla other than what we've covered. <laughs> I mean, I've watched everything that you've watched. I've watched. You've seen all of them, I think. Yep. But all I got to say, and this is, you know, I'm not saying this as a negative, but this is officially the longest episode of Dissect That Film. <laughs> it's a Godzilla movie! I am, I'm literally trying but, to stay awake at this point, listen, at this point, but it's these, not a bad thing. Just saying. So, it, so it's funny because one of our, it, it beat out another Godzilla episode and our Jurassic World Dominion. Which was a three-hour ah, episode. So, wow. Yeah. So, well, we, uh, um, I, I give you express permission to cut this down liberally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is going to be large swaths of the episode can just i got i got plenty of time as we always stay we we record these like three weeks in advance so i got i got time but it's just going to add half of this to the bloopers reel oh yeah so even though as i stated before even though i was very nitpicky and i was very critical of a lot of things that happened in this movie i still love this movie a lot I, i wouldn't spend money on a t-shirt i wouldn't buy the vhs again i wouldn't buy the 4k blu-ray i already have the blu-ray of this movie so like i wouldn't spend all this money on godzilla 98 stuff if i didn't love this movie yes it has a lot of problems yes i understand the hatred for it i do i understand why godzilla like like loyal godzilla fans don't like this movie i this is the movie that introduced me to the character even if it's not the true character and this is a movie that really made me fall in love with cinema and just movies in general. And it's it's just a lot of fun. Like, it's dumb. It, it, in my opinion, it is dumb fun. It's a monster movie, and I love it. That's my thoughts. So we're going to go over to Twitter and all the socials real quick and read off some comments that people left us. It's gonna, I'm going to make this as quick as possible. So over on Twitter, or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it now, our first comment is from the Dewey Pod Monster. He's the one who mentioned the George Carlin cameo. He said, I'm amazed that this exists in 4K. Also, if you're not aware of there is a George Carlin cameo in there. The next one is from the Let's Talk Horror channel, who said, not a massive fan of the movie, but the, but because of Matthew Broderick, but it still has one of the best soundtracks ever. Remember the days when the anticipation for a killer soundtrack would be up there with the film itself? Yes, and I miss it greatly. The, con- the next one is from the contrarians who said at least it doesn't have Brian Cranston overacting for 15 minutes. And I defended that because if they kept Brian Cranston alive in Godzilla 2014, that movie would have been way better. They should have killed yes. off the, the wooden character. That was Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, Get rid of that, that character and just had Brian Cranston in the movie for the whole time. And yeah. that movie would have been amazing. Yeah. Still- I love the contrarians. They need to find something better to do with their time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Certainly man. is a hot take. Uh, our next one is from Johnny Browning. who said, as a kid, I was so hyped for it. Even bought my one and only copy of Fangoria because it was all got an all Godzilla issue. Then I went opening day and I was disappointed with the movie. Thankfully, I matured and loved the movie for what it is now. It's in my collection. Johnny from at eyeball soup says I like it a lot still and it takes me back to good memories I believe this is also the only film my Nana ever took me to see in the theater sweet love that I I love hearing stories like that that's I mean that's like I stated that's why this movie connects with me so much because it really you know me and my grandma that she was the one who got me into movies and this was one of one of the big ones Uh, our next one is from seismic cinema who said loved it as a kid just sheer chaos through the streets with plenty of explosions and action set pieces, which is totally my jam. Quite enjoyed the campy humor. Also had the official CD for some reason. Some absolute bangers. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that says. P Diddy, Green Day, etc. Added added to it. I don't know if that's an artist name, but I don't know what that says. Uh, we have fifty zombies left to kill. Who says I wasn't a big fan of making Godzilla a woman and having baby Godzillas running around New York. The new Godzilla okay. movies are much better. Okay. Uh, our next one is from uh, I'm Batman or at Batman's <laughs> Unite who just says I loves it. Uh, our next comments are from Instagram. We have two. We have give me back my horror movies who just said the marketing for this movie was so insane. And we have Field of Screams film who just said it is a comfort sick watch for us over here. 
think, oh, we got one comment over on threads who from uh, SWO Productions or our friend Stuart, a uh, patron of the show, who said, haven't seen it in ages, but it has uh, Jean Renault. So how bad could it have been? Its biggest problem in, uh, was probably being called Godzilla. Yep. <laughs> that was it. So thank you to everyone who left a comment. Uh, and uh, the last thing is if you want to get episodes early and all that fun stuff. We got a lot of extra content. We actually have a monster show where we cover other monster movies on our Patreon at our $5 tier. It's called the monster zone. We've covered some pretty awesome bangers from the fifties. Uh, recently we did Varen and we did the black scorpion, which are both from, I believe uh, it was like 1957 and 1958 or correct. Just pretty close. You're right there. So make sure to go over to film. If you want to get access to those exclusive shows, we make those shows exclusively for you. Awesome people who, who subscribe to us over on Patreon. Also, if you want to subscribe to us at the $1 tier, you can get all these episodes early. You get them about a week early, which is, which is great. And also I just want to thank all of our patrons. We have Robert Stewart, Rudy, five, four, five, three, Andrew Schoening, Eric Stein, the Baron's hideout podcast, Dan and Angel of DNA gaming, Billy Joseph, Jr. The flicks and friends podcast, doom generation, Johnny Browning and Nerd Travert. So thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. And next week, before we leave, next week we are back to cover the final two films in the Conjuring universe. So far, as next week we cover 2020's Annabelle Comes Home. So, and this is all a first time watch for all three of us. So this is going to be uh it's going to be fun. Have fun with that. Yeah. I've not heard great things. What I hear. <laughs> I've not heard great things. So, yeah, I want to thank our wonderful guests, Justin and Loy Sauce, for joining us on this monumental episode. This is, like I said, this is an episode I have been so excited to do for so long. And you know what? It being the longest episode of this show ever, just I feel like it's perfect for what you know, is it really the longest is. of all time? This is the, the this is the longest episode of the show ever. So, and it's award. not a fault of anyone here. We just this just shows how much we, we were having a great time talking about this movie, even if it was yep. good or bad. We had a great time. We had, I mean, this is the this is this is what happened with the Godzilla King of the Monsters episode. We had two diehard Godzilla fans talking about Godzilla, you know, and Justin, you know, Justin, he, he's got a lot to say too. So, you know, it's just a, a lot going on and we all had, did we all have fun? That's all I care about. Did we have fun? Yeah, we yes, have teacher. Can I watch it? <laughs> no. So, Not only did I have fun, but I implore every single person listening to go out to your local Best Buy, your local Target, your local Walmart, they def definitely don't sell movies anymore. <laughs> they do because I know because I went to my local Best Buy and they had Godzilla 4K on the shelves in Winchester Saucy. So how dare you? <laughs> in this tiny little town that I live in, if they have Godzilla 4K here, they have it everywhere else. Buy it. World we live in that Godzilla and, 1998 and, and, is on 4K hey, Ultra HD. Yeah, and and as of yesterday, in our little town, as of yesterday, they announced a Steelbook 4K of Godzilla that yeah, will be out in October. Look at that cover art, dude! It's yeah. amazing. It I'll rebuy good. it as well. It's it's beautiful. It's gonna be it is beautiful. That shit. 
But that's uh, the that's the image of Godzilla that terrified me as a young child. I I, I was scared to watch. You're this still movie for you're the still scared time. of it. You're still scared of it. Yeah, it's. I mean, he looks fearsome. All right. Well, where where can everybody uh, find you guys? Not, not us. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No. Not. Uh, I'm talking about Justin. Sauce. Whoever Justin, wants go to ahead. go first. Saucy. Rock, paper, go ahead. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at go go. That's go l o y s a u c e go. Letterboxd and Instagram. Loy sauce, uh, trademarked under the epic film name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but for real. Um, if you're listening to this episode, thank you for listening. And yes, thank you. Thanks to these amazing people for inviting us on once again. Batman Returns, Spawn. I mean, you guys have been so fantastic to invite me on uh, time and time again and being able to bring on my son, my illegitimate son, who is, you know, I I felt like if it was Godzilla related, I had to bring him on. And I'm so glad that Oisos, you and Dan connected on this show. Um, A little spark. A little spark. I'm, I'm expecting the biggest godzilla podcast of all time from this but epic film guys is on literally every social media platform known to man we're old you probably don't want to listen to us because we're so old and archaic no. oh nonsense no. you 100 percent need to listen to epic film guys it's one of it's a it's a show i listen to every single time they drop an episode i'm there listening to it even if it's something i haven't seen yet because that's just how loyal i am but what I love is, um, honestly, and just being straight up about this, is doing shows with young up-and-comers that have so much talent that I appreciate, that I think are fantastic. I don't just you know, ch- choose to use my time doing nothing. When I find people that I think have talent, I love to take that time and collaborate. And you guys have just been growing so hardcore and just... You're one of the best movie podcasts out there right now. And I'm so proud to be a part of that in terms of like being there early on and stuff. Like you guys are crushing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Never look back. You're fantastic. I love you guys. Thank you so much for inviting us on the show tonight. (laughs) Thank you. That is wow. I don't even thank you so much. That is, it means a lot because you were like literally one of the, biggest pages to follow us in the beginning so to have you on three times just to have you on that first time was like mind-blowing and now to have you three on three times and you know hopefully a lot why do do you think i brought on the god i brought on the god today (laughs) and to have another legend like loy sauce who i've you know i've listened to so much throughout you know you know listening to epic film guys and listening you know and you were you know part of uh live stream for the the it was sorry my brain is all in scrambled up right now it's okay yeah. i forget it all the time too so but uh it, you know just you it's, it's great that, and, and like i always say to be able to reach it. out to podcaster i podcasters that i admire so much or people i admire so much and then say yes to coming on the show it just like blows my mind so thank you guys again for for coming on this has been an absolute blast and you know is it, it, even if it is a, a really long episode it didn't feel like it this just it, it to me this was just a normal a, a movie of such size and it stature. Remember, <laughs> size does matter. 
It does. It does. Yes, it does. Size does matter. There it is. <laughs> be a beautiful right VHS. There. Oh, Not man. about the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. But all of their links will be down in the description, so you can follow these wonderful, wonderful people. All of our links are down in the description. You can follow us, of course, on all the social medias. We're on all the podcast apps. We're on YouTube. Uh, I mean, if you're watching us, you already know we're on YouTube. And uh, we're on Patreon, as we stated before, patreon.com slash dissect that film. So go check us out. Help us uh, get make this thing even bigger. And until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. That is Justin and Loy Sauce from Epic Film Guys. And this has been the Dissect That Film podcast episode 123. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.